Blog Talk Radio. Dudes to 
man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off, they need so long. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. announcements, announcements for the family in the Los Angeles area. Family here on the West Coast. If you ever wanted to see our brother Horace Butler bring forth presentation that you know only someone like Horace Butler is capable of, an earth-shifting conversation that this brother is bringing forth, by way of his book, The Rocks Cry Out. He will be bringing that conversation 
here to he's going to be bringing that conversation here to Los Angeles this weekend, okay? This Sunday and this Monday, all right? I'm going to get into specifics of that particular appearance right after I open up the line for my co-host. So with no further ado, family, we present to you caller from 
you know what I'm saying? Like there's no there's no reason that the brown and the and the browns and the blacks should be banging on each other at that point. You know, brother. You know, this information is not commonly shared, so huh? it's something that the general public does not know, even though it's accessible and it's on murals and you know. One segment of people might know it, but another segment doesn't. So the connection is not there. We're here to build bridges, though. So, you know, inshallah, that will change. I'm, I'm working with some brothers, getting information out. We're talking about doing study groups out here, you know, meeting like-minded individuals. I'm moving and fanning out throughout the, uh, the western seaboard because, you know, it's bigger than just L.A., you know, it's a lot of family out here, and it's a lot of stories in these mountains. This is indigenous land, and it has a lot of keys and treasures. There's a lot of portholes and portals and gateways and stargates over here. It's incredible, and this land is shifting. It's going through phenomenal astronomical change right now, all right? It is shifting. It is erupting. It's bubbling and boiling over. You know what I'm saying? There's definitely change on the horizon. You know, there's a video that has been released earlier this week of the bison running for their lives from the Yellowstone National Park, you know, and there's activity of the supervolcano erupturing on on that particular point, that fault line. Now... How does it all tie in? Hold on. How does it all tie in to the energy of what we're talking about with the Law 44? Because this is April 4th, so nothing that we're going to be talking about is going to be opposite pretty much of, you know, 44s are bringing it back. I'm sure that the way that it pans out, we even have, Four guests tonight, you know. But um, forty-four meaning of forty-four. One of the meanings is the word "dam," D-A-M, and of course, four forty-four is Damascus, Damascus, right? But forty-four dam. What does a dam do? A dam holds back a body of water. It dams water up, stops it. You know, if the dam broke, okay, if the dam broke, then you have a flood, you have a deluge, okay? So here we go with this movie about the flood, about the the deluge. And as we spoke about on Brother Rich's program last night, shout out to Brother Rich and the Underground Railroad, that deluge could be a physical body of water or it could be a flood of information. You know, information just pouring in at a at a at a at a volume that can't be contained. And then you have to shift through that information and a lot of people are gonna get washed up and lost in that flood because, you know, then you emotionally run with information that, that might be of an emotional nature but not based in fact and now you're running on something that's false or not rooted in truth, and you're all over the place. And obviously no longer following the trajectory 
that has been laid out specifically for you. Now you start chasing waterfalls. So, you know, we look at the Yellowstone Park, and what's interesting to me is that Yellowstone Park is in Wyoming. Do you know what state Wyoming is? What number state Wyoming is? Teach me, brother. Teach me. Would you care to guess? Say that again? I said, would you care to guess what state Wyoming is? Uh, I'm not sure about New York. I don't know. Wyoming is the 44th state, brother. Oh, it's the 44th? Oh, man. Yellowstone is located in the 44th state of these continental United States, okay? Mm. So now you have your connection with your 4.4 earthquakes coming out of L.A., your 8.8 in Chile in 2010. Now you got the 8.2 with aftershocks of 7.3 or something of that nature. Off the Richter, earth totally shaking, solar flares coming, you know, bunch of different distinct earth changes that the people need to be very mindful of. You know, the way that the earth is, is shaking and and and, and um and erupting and things of that nature. People point to certain passages in the Bible and these are also times when, you know, people's um affinity to all things biblical become a lot stronger because they see these as signs of the time, right? Yes. So knowing all of that, you know, the conversation about religion also is at a heightened point at this particular time, also because of Hollywood and the the, the movies that are being put out by way of Hollywood that are depicting a story that's somewhat different than the one that people have been traditionally raised on. So that within itself causes confusion you know, let alone the continuing conversation that some people are having out in public as to whether there's validity to the entire story to begin with. That's another story. So I want to use that particular point to segue into tonight's program, tonight's show, and tonight's guest in particular, right? Join us tonight on Know the Ledge Radio as we welcome the incomparable and uncompromising Dr. Ray Hagens, founder, chief elder, national spiritual leader of the African Village and Cultural Center. We will build on numerous topics centered around the plight and upliftment of the African in America and abroad. We will also continue to build where we started last week with Dr. Booker T. Coleman and Professor Smalls in anticipation for the historic Council of Elders event taking place in New York City, April 17th. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. This is going to be a classic offering. So with no further ado, I'm going to go to caller from the 314-314-517 area code. Dr. Peace. My brother, how are you, Brother Blue Pill? All is well. All is well. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely that's, at that's, peace that's that you have. Man. Yes, you are with us tonight. 
This is historic. So I'm just, you know, I'm in the moment. I'm like honest, brother. This is this is a day that is a very special day to me. I have affinity with the number forty four, so I have almost a love affair for this moment in time. This is like my birthday all over again. It's just a very, wow. very special moment and um when brother Simon called on us a few weeks ago to interview you, you know, I got excited because I'm like, I never really conversate with this brother on a venue such as Know the Ledge, you know, where it's expansive, you know, in a way in which people can benefit from this conversation. And there's been so much chatter about religion as of lately um, in our community and abroad as well. And I consider you a scientist. I consider you, um, you know, there are people that have come into my life by way of them getting a level of conversion through you, you opening their eyes and bringing them from what people would consider the outer worlds into our inner world of consciousness. So you have been responsible for many magical moments in my life, you know what I'm saying, without being directly responsible. Well, even having knowledge of that. So when we get a chance to meet these people that have had great effects in our lives, you know, in the giants and other people's lives as well, and offer healing by way of their conversation and their words, you know, the anticipation is pretty high. So I would say that we're at that point right now. Wow. Well, listen, I know I know exactly how you feel and I am so honored, brother. Um, and the re- reason why I know how you feel is because everything you're describing right now, I went through it on yesterday uh, when when uh, Elder Dr. Malefi Asante called me, and I picked up the phone, and it was him. And, uh, you know, his literary work, Afrocentricity, uh, was one of the uh, things, man, one of the uh, power plants, if I can say, uh, that turned my life around back in 1989. And to talk to him on the phone yesterday, uh, everything you're saying right now, I experienced it yesterday. So it, it, it's yes. really an honor, man. Yes, yes you know, um, It's an honor, brother. And, and I, I consider myself a student. So to hear you say what you're saying, brother, it's really an honor, and I thank you for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm joined by my brother, as well. Red Pill. Dr. Ray. Love and light, brother. Hey, brother. Now, who is, who is this? This is brother Red Pill. Oh, man. Oh, come on, brother. I got blue pill and red pill on. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, I mean, this this show tonight means a lot to me because I believe it was 20, 2011, we were in Atlanta at the library and you were doing your class for the African village and we came through and um I spoke I to you. I remember that, that brother, yes. Exactly. Yes. And you were about to go to Ghana on your historical African trip. So yep. we were like, um, you know, we're gonna catch up one of these days and do this show, you know what I mean? It's been a long time coming, so you know, uh this is finally it's come around at the right time, you know what I mean? Tonight yeah. it couldn't have been yeah, the time. Saw so you in New York few months ago, but this event that's coming up with um, Council of Elders, 
It's something that yeah. I hold very dear to my heart. It's something that's very, very much needed in the community. Uh, yeah. We should have had this event many years ago. But, um, you know, everything is in due timing. So we are honored to have you as a guest tonight. I look forward to our dialogue. I'm sure that we are going to um, affect in a very positive way thousands upon thousands of people's lives with our conversation tonight. So, Well, I, I, I feel the same, brother. That's wonderful. No doubt. Yes. And, and it's good to hear your voice, man. Indeed. Indeed, my brother. So please, you know, tell us what have you been up to? Is there anything that, um, you know, off the back that you've been working on that you feel so passionate about that you definitely want to and need to share with the family? Well, brother, uh, it's ironic you say that because uh, my my focus, what I'm I'm excited about is uh, the one thing that I am focused on doing, and that is combating racism uh, and fostering unity within our community. Um, you know, and 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 I really, there's nothing else for me to do, man. I mean, you know, at this point in my life, at this point in my development, I've done some, I've done most of everything else that I can think of that I'd want to do. You know, going to school, many many years, earning a double doctorate, becoming a pilot. Uh, being a psychologist, and, I mean, you know, so right now, man, at, at 60 years old, and this is my 61st year, um, I, I'm, I'm settled now that the only thing I want to do from now on is heal our community, uh, open the eyes of, of, of those who are uh, figuratively blind, you know, um, empower our people to come away from the errors that have misled them and distracted them uh, from knowing who they are, uh, thereby robbing us of our power, you know, and not, and, and, and not enabling us to navigate through this beast that we live in. Um, so that's my assignment, man, and I, I'm very excited because I, I just invested uh, a few, about three or four weeks ago, I just invested in uh, tele- television uh you know, production equipment uh, so that um, we can take Black Liberation Net, uh, Liberation Radio to Black Liberation Network. So now we have 24-7 uh, broadcasting with, as we have had, and now we're getting ready to start doing telecasting uh, as well. And I'm very excited about that. It means a lot to be able to own your own station so you can say what you want to say, you know, uh, without having to... Uh, violate anybody's um, uh, protocol, you know, uh, because we have to we have to stop sugarcoating, you know, stuff, man. We gotta come real and hard with where we are because time is short, brother. Time is so short, yes. and we need to get to the point and say what we need to say for our people to be set free, you know. So that's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a beautiful thing to hear and you know I look forward to joining you in your efforts to reach the community, feed the community you know give the community your level of information that is healing the community many people speak of the benefits that they have received by way of your teaching so that teaching can be made more plentiful especially at this particular time when people are 
waking up and some people are turning, you know, the, the corner on where they used to be stuck at. You know, some people are finally coming around that bend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that too. I see it. In fact, um, with, this is what, uh, Friday? This week alone, man, I would say that I received um, somewhere between 7 to maybe 10 or 12 emails from pastors, man, religious leaders who have been um, yes. listening to me listening to me in secret, <laughs> you know. And uh, in fact, yeah. just today I got a, I got a, a video clip from, and I'm going to post it on my Facebook page uh, tonight. Uh, I got a video clip from a young, young brother, man, young warrior brother, um, who was a, who'd been, uh, had been preaching, for, preaching Christianity for about four or five years. And he listened to my video, um, there will be no rapture, Jesus is not coming back. And, um, it, it, you know, he took it, did the research, and uh, he sent me a video, an audio clip today explaining how uh, that it opened his eyes, man. And now he is, you know, he, he did a complete turnaround. So I'm excited about stuff like that, especially when I'm starting to reach ministers. You see what I'm saying? Because that's where I was as well. Um, and when I start reaching ministers, because our people are held captive by pull to tears. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and and, and, if, and our, many of our ministers are responsible, um, many, many of them innocently responsible, but they're responsible for keeping our people in bondage. So when I hear ministers saying that their eyes have come open, that means a lot to me, you know? Right. I'm, right. I'm very excited. You- I'm very excited about this upcoming um, uh uh, gathering man on April the thirteenth there at the yes, National Black Theater. Please do talk about it. Oh brother, yes, yes. Uh, when when King Simon called me uh, about this, about doing something like this, uh, brother, it was it, you know it was the energy in in my room uh, illuminated, and when I say illuminated, brother, I mean the room literally became brighter. Uh, I could feel right. the power of the excitement of the ancestors um, about this. And I told King Simon, I said, man, you've done it with this one. I mean, you know, I know you produce a lot of events, man, but this particular event is truly a move of the ancestors and the Almighty in healing our community. And he was sharing with me how uh, he didn't take the credit for it. He said that uh, Brother Booker T. Coleman, Hiawatha, uh uh, yes. Told him, you know, suggested this to him, and that blew my mind because uh, I would say, man, maybe three or four months ago, if that long, um, as we were coming into the 2014 uh, arena, uh, Hiawatha gave me, called me, man, just called, and and Spirit had moved upon him to share some things with me about this year, and it was something, brother, because the same thing was in my mind that he had said, and that this year is going to be a pivotal year for us as a people in our community. And uh, we agreed in our spirit on that, man, and we just knew that something great was going to happen this year. And that was before we talked about this great event coming up on Sunday, April 13th, uh, the First Council of the Elders. And I can't think of a better name for this event than Council. Now, notice 
I didn't say council C I L, but C O U N S E L, not C O U N C I L. Okay, the first council of the elders. Um, it's something that is so needed in our community, brother. So needed in our community, and um, this gathering is very much needed because uh, it will initialize the realization for a need uh, to have not only counsel from the elders, but a council of elders or an elders council, if I can say, that those who are without the wisdom that only comes with experience can turn to when needed. Um, Most of our outspoken and most heard voices in our community, uh, they have good intentions. You know, and that's one of the reasons why uh, I can tolerate a lot of what goes on, because I know their intentions are well. Um, But many of our young brothers, and I'm saying brothers in particular, because that is the most uh, vocal, uh, audible sound that we hear is from young our young males in our community. Um, They have good intentions, but they suffer from what I consider to be misinformed and misdirected zeal. And nothing is as dangerous to a community as misinformed and misdirected zeal. But this is a characteristic of being young. You know, I'll never forget, man, um, I'll never forget when I was a young, young preacher in my early 20s, um, one one of my elders, in fact, he was a bishop in Brooklyn, New York, Bishop F.D. Washington was his name. He, he's made his transition now uh, out of Brooklyn, New York. And he said to me, he said, Ray, I have something that you can't have right now. I'll never forget this moment, man. He said to me, I have something that you can't have right now, okay? Now, mind you, I was a young, zealous warrior for what I believed to be the truth at the time. So everything that I was doing, you know, I just thought I was right in doing it. You understand? But right. he was much older. Uh, he saw my energy, but he also saw my zeal. And and being young and inexperienced, my zeal was misdirected, you know. Um, and he said to me, he said, son, I have something you can't have right now. Because everything he tried to say to me, I would combat it. I'd come back with an answer from my little limited intelligence, right? You know, and he said, no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, you can't have what I have right now. So I thought he meant his money because <laughs> he was a millionaire, all right? And I said, Bishop, right. Oh, you're right. I can't have your, your money. He said, I'm not talking about money, son. I'm not talking about material things. I said, well, what is it, Bishop, that you have? possible for me to have right now. And he looked at me and he said, experience, son, experience, you know. And, and brother, I never forgot that, never forgot that moment. And now that I look at many of our young brothers and sisters, you know, our youth, and when I say our youth brothers, a blue pill and red pill, I'm not just talking about children, okay. I'm talking about our people who never passaged into manhood, our people who never passaged into womanhood. You know, uh, I did a lecture entitled, When Did You Become a Man? Okay, because there are certain characteristics of manhood. Uh, the biblical record says it this way. When I was a child, I acted like a child. You know, uh, I thought as a child. I spoke as a child. 
okay? But when I became a man, I put away those things that were childish, okay? And I see a lot of our brothers and sisters have not put away childish things, okay? They have the spirit and mindset of a warrior. But nothing, as I said, nothing, as I said, is more dangerous to a community than a warrior without a governing council. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. And being that y'all, y'all have the names Blue Pill and Red Pill, I'm sure you saw the movie The Matrix. Are you there? Am I there? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay. No, yes, indeed. If you yeah. remember, if you remember, now, that's my favorite movie. Now, I think I've watched that thing at least 25, 30 times. <laughs> Um, but Indeed. if you remember, in one, of, in one of the episodes, Commander Locke, okay, was standing in front of the council, yes. and this is when the machines yes. had broken through, right? And Commander Locke right. said to the council, he said, if it were up to me, I would take a weapon and put in every in the hand of every man, woman, and child and put them on the front line in battle. Now, notice what he said. Now, even though he was the commander of the fighting forces, he was the warrior. You follow me? Okay. And the right. council member said to him, well, we are glad that it's not up to you. Right. <laughs> you see? Okay. Exactly. So this is the importance of a council of elders, okay, because the people who have the warrior mentality are dangerous right. to the community without the wisdom of the elders. The people who have the warrior mentality will get us killed, man. You see? And so that's why this counsel from the elders is such an important, and I am so honored that King Simon asked me to be a part of it, brother, because I don't consider myself up there with with these scholars that's on on, on the panel, man. Oh, my goodness, brother. I mean, look who you got here. You got got, uh, my elder and my big brother, uh, Professor James Small. Dr. Yeah. Rosalind Jeffries, you know, and you yeah. know if, if, if you know if, if Rosalind's gonna be in the house, her king, Dr. Lynn Jeffries is gonna be there, you know, uh, exactly. my brother and friend, uh, uh, Hiawatha, uh, uh, Kava Hiawatha Kamine, or uh, most yes. people may know him by Booker T. Coleman, and our dear sister Queen of Four. I mean, brother, this is gonna be awesome. I'm so excited about this event, man. Because the, the, we're going to be dealing with the topic of what is consciousness, okay? And is there a conscious community? We need to deal with that. Because what a lot of people call consciousness, I don't call consciousness. I call it being informed. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and there is a big difference between the acquisition of information and consciousness. A big difference, man. You see, consciousness is depicted in your deportment. Consciousness is, is manifested in your lifestyle. Consciousness is, is, is clearly evident in your conduct, in your character. We have a lot of people who read some books, okay, but information does not transform lives or does not make you conscious, okay? What makes you conscious, what brings life transformation is illumination on the information that you have acquired. So nothing is more dangerous than for a mind, a brain, or zealous brain, mind, to have a lot of information without wisdom 
It's a very dangerous thing. So we must, you know, be very careful on our deportment. Because of a lack of, a lack of proper guidance in our community, we are spending an, an inordinate amount of energy in things that really don't matter, man. You know, we, we, we're, we're, we're spending so much time and energy warring against each other. You know, we're having intellectual boxing matches with each other. Uh, you know, arguments trying to disprove each other. Brother, you don't find no Weinberg out here trying to uh, disprove a, a, a Goldberg. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't do stuff like that. Especially, and 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 they're gonna put it on YouTube, but they don't do. They, they, man, they they don't do that. We are spending time discrediting each other, while the people that we need to be addressing is sitting back looking at us, saying, "You know what? We ain't got to worry about them because they're not focused on the right thing." So we need to deal with the zealots in our communities that think that they're doing something important. You follow what I'm saying? So I'm excited about what's going to happen. Uh, I, I'm looking for it to be a beginning for us as far as empowering our community, healing our community, uh, bringing unity in our community. See, this is, what the, this is what the elders and the wisdom that the elders have should result in, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I had to stop, man, because I, I get to talking, brother, it won't stop. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> you said a mouthful, and you painted a very clear and concise picture. Um, I like the example that you used. And, yeah, this is this is uh, definitely something that we're not going to be able to solve without the aid and the counsel of the elders, you know, the right, wise counsel. Man, let me and tell you, you know, in, like you in, in, my, in my organization, the African Village, uh, I, yeah. I established a national council of elders um, in the African Village. And um, not only in the national council of elders, but at our headquarters in St. Louis, we have a council of elders. And the reason why I appointed a council of elders is because they have the wisdom you know, even though I'm the chief elder and spiritual teacher, okay, I'm talking about our elders, man, who have been where I'm trying to go, you know. And, right. and, and every, every Sunday, man, when we meet, I make a space in our program for a, the voice of the elders, okay. And, and one of our elders, every Sunday, one of, a different elder each Sunday comes up and talks to us and just gives us words of wisdom on how to deal with life, man. You know, uh, when they see something in the village, if it needs to be addressed, you know, that's what they do. And, and, and we respect them for that. You see what I'm saying? And just like I have that in the African village, we need to have a council of elders in the community, period. It's needed, brother. Okay, because with, without it, we're going to, short, we're going to self-destruct. I'm going to tell you like it is. We're going to self-destruct without a council of elders or counsel from the elders. So once again, man, I, I, I am so thankful that King Simon uh, is, is making this happen on, on Sunday, April 13th. Everybody needs to be there, everybody. 
people who have seen this flyer that I put out, uh, you know, I, I've had people telling me they're flying in, man, from Florida, okay, uh, from Kentucky, uh, from, from Illinois. I mean, people are coming, brother, from everywhere for this event because they're all saying the same thing. This is very much needed in our community. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Overdue. Yes, it is, brother. Overdue. Almost at a point where, you know, the, the, the thirst has turned into pain in some regards, you know. Yes. It's like yes. deeply needed for healing. Yes. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that, uh, and I, I, you know, uh, realistically speaking, okay, because I am a grandparent, okay, so yes. not only you know, as a grandparent, as a parent and a grandparent, and also a spiritual leader, okay, of over 40 years, man, I'm keeping it real. There are going to be many people in our ranks who don't want to hear from the Council of Elders, okay, because they're not going to like what's being said, you know. But in order for us to, to move to where we need to go to as a community, uh, those who are younger, okay, if, you know, I'm, and I'm going to go back and grab a, 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 a term that we used to use in the church. If they want to be blessed in their endeavors, they're going to have to have a silent tongue and a listening ear. You follow what I'm saying? And be willing to hear. Uh, you know, and I can speak to that, brother, because I remember when I was young and some of my elders tried to give me advice, and I thought I knew more than them because, mm-hmm. they, didn't have the, because they didn't have the academia that I had. They didn't have the degrees that I had. You follow what I'm saying? Uh, my, my, my great-grandmother, man, had a third-grade education, brother. Okay, but she was one of the most spiritual women, blessed with wisdom that I had ever, I've ever known, mm-hmm. you know. And, and we need to get back to the way of our African uh, value system, brother. It's not about having a piece of paper that makes you smart, you know. It's about having wisdom, being able, knowing how to hear the spirit of of our ancestors and the creator at moving through us and giving us what to say to our community for what is best for our community. You know, and that, that's, it's, it's, yeah, brother, it's time. Man, shoot, don't get me started, brother. Don't, <laughs> brother, I, I am so happy about this, brother. I'm serious. I'm so happy Indeed. about this. You know? We are all, oh. all related. Yes, sir, brother. Yes. Because in some ways, as participants and also spectators at some times of this network, I call it a network rather than a community, that's striving to become a community, you know, um, we've been trying things out, and it seems that, you know, that hasn't necessarily worked for us. Mm -hmm. I come from an era of, you know, <clears throat> we would have, <clears throat> me and Blue, <clears throat> we we were the two young guys in the back of the lecture many, many moons ago, mm-hmm. you know, watching Dr. Ben and Leonard Jeffries, you know, uh, Bobby, Phil, Delbert, 
you know, uh, Dr. Sabi, you know, yeah. uh, Queen of Four, many of the master teachers, you know what I'm saying, speaking to their audiences back in the days. So I remember the energy, you know. I remember the attentiveness. I remember the cooperation, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember the patronage that, that these brothers and sisters were receiving by the quality of membership that was showing up, not for fireworks, not to hear a grown man assault another grown man verbally, weaponizing his or her information to destroy not just the teacher, but hundreds of years of research, organizations, shoulders that they're standing on, and all things sacred. Yep, I know. Yep, exactly. I know exactly what you're saying, brother. Popcorn, you know, with kale popcorn to watch, you know, another man in about a 30-minute or 45-minute span or two-hour span, rather, come through to destroy the works of the eldest whose shoulders that they claim to stand on. Because now with the new generation, they'll pick which shoulders that they're standing on because they have this new thing. I think they got it from the social networks. They talk about who they like. I think the like button has created a mentality where people think they have the right to talk about who they like. I hear you, Like, if you like one person, you don't like the other one. You're negate. You know, like so. Right. This whole community is, is, has been divided into. I could only like yeah. this teacher, but because I like this teacher, I don't like that teacher. Yeah. Well, I could only like that, this school of thought because I like this school of thought. You know, I don't like that other school. Of, nobody's saying that they love anything. They just right. talk about what they like, and likes change. Like, you know, your likes is like taste buds. They just change whenever they please. You can't. You don't even control what you like. You were you were you were under the influence of something or somebody else. Exactly, brother. Exactly. So you're not yes. even operating off your own mind. You're not even secure in your foundation. People are showing up in order to be convinced and swayed. They want to be put under someone else's spell. They're like, yo, whoever casts the best spell tonight, that's what I'm going home with. Exactly. Now, you, you you got it, brother. You got it. Nah, and, and that's and the honest with you, brother. That's what's dividing us. Right in yes. our own community, brother. Right in the community. Yep. You know, this is not only the I'm quality, but the I lost you. Say that again. Huh? I lost you. Say that again. Yeah, yeah. your phone broke up for a second. Can you repeat yourself? I, yeah, I hear I'm you. Saying is, I'm saying that it's a cancer. I'm, I'm losing them again, man. Yeah, yeah your phone is... It's jumping. It's, it's jumping out. Red. Hello. Is that red, is that red pill talking? It, it's red. It's red pill that was trying to talk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not hearing him, man. But yeah, his phone dropped. He'll he'll call back shortly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but th- this so, is this is really th- this is why this this gathering on April 13th is so important, brother. You know, and yeah. and uh, I'm a, man again. I I don't like being redundant, but I cannot say enough how happy, how how pleased, how overjoyed I am about this gathering, man, brother. I'm right. telling you, it is so needed. 
I mean, I told King Simon, I said, brother, the ancestors moved through you on this one for real. <laughs> you know? For real. I right. mean, I was, yes, sir, brother. I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't move through him, through him before on other productions, but this well, let one me do this. Let me do this while we wait for my brother to call back in. Let me bring in King Simon. He's here with us this evening. Let me open up the brother's line. Call her from the oh, 347 yes, 496. Yes, yes. 347. Hey, uh, I'll say, 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 I'll you i have so you know you know i you brought me to tears because you know, I, I lost my 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 my, well, my grandfather transitioned last year at the age of 103. Wow! And in Jamaica, you know, he was the one that you know I would go and record him to tell me some great wisdom from the past. And, you know, one of the things that he said to me years ago, he said, "The head was here before the gray hair." Always used to say that. Now, when I was young, I was like, "What do you mean by that?" <laughs> you know what? And 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 it's all due to one time he wanted to, he, I wanted to raise him up the mango tree in Jamaica one time. Uh huh. He told me go ahead. He, he told me just go ahead. Now he was about eighty something years old at that time. He said go ahead. So he as I'm climbing up this mango tree to get this specific mango that I wanted, he went and reached for a bamboo stick and just went and hit the mango while I was climbing up there and it dropped down. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, it is. 
and 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 I I think I think shows like this when you know above ground shows that I used to be a part of like you know both of us was on WWRL it's now gone to the Mexicans we can't use that anymore LIB right. is on all Christians uh, WBLS has all of them been compromised as far as I'm concerned uh huh. We got to use these online things, and it was Red Pill and Blue Pill, and I got to give them a, 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 their accolades because when I first brought Dr. Sebi in back in 2009, and, and I worked with Dr. Sebi to promote an event, it was their station and others in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the online movement that helped me to also pack that church for Dr. Sebi because right he had tried something on his own, tried to send out something to LIB, like a few months prior at the at, at at Marriott, and only like ten people came out, including myself. Wow. And then I then I told Sebi, I said, "Look, do this." I told Nina at that time who was working with, him, I said, "I can help you do this, and let's do it right." Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. they they wrote me out a check immediately to make it happen. And I yeah. and he, he, he trusts me so much. And then that next time he came, we made sure he had a back house at St. Anthony's Baptist Church over there on Utica Avenue and um, Empire Boulevard. We made sure we had that church back. You know, mm-hmm. so these these forums and what you're about to set up with Liberation Radio and Liberation Television, these online forums, we got to utilize it for the positive of it because I remember Dr. York told me, yes, told us years ago, and I, under Imam Issa, he, he told us years ago that this was the that that computer is a one-eyed beast, and you got to know how to manipulate and use that one eye to for your benefit. Yeah, he man. told us this when I was younger. I remember being in that community from 17, 18 years of age, and he told us that. So you know, this, this, this what we're doing. All of us are doing. We're making history. Yes, sir, we're brother. History, brother. What you're doing. Brother, I got relatives calling me from Florida thanking me about you, Brother uh, Ray Agus. Relatives wow, of mine. They're telling me, roster relatives from out of Jamaica that just moved to Florida. A few of them calling me and saying, boy, I'm, I'm going to try to make it up. I'm going to see if I can even do a live stream and see if we can do a live stream that they're working on that. Probably me and, and you know, although, although, you know, probably me and another brother, but, you know, what's so important is I, I want to make sure I get at least a donation. If I do it live stream, I want to get a donation so I can give to every elder that participated. I want to give a donation. And also, Dr. Ben will be there on that day. Oh, brother. See, that's, I'll oh, bring man. Him he, asked me to oh. Come, he asked me to bring him. And I said, uh, we're going to get his haircut on Sunday, this Sunday coming up, and we're going to prepare to have him there next Sunday for for this event. He wants to be there. Brother, what what greater blessing can that, can we have than that? Yeah, no, to no have our grandmaster teacher, brother, who right. all of us are his children. Yep. <laughs> you know, to have him present at the first, Council of the Elders? Oh, yeah. man, you just don't understand, brother. Y'all going to make yeah. me holler up in here, man. Man, uh, and, and Mr. Clemson Brown is going to help bring him, and Brother Ibrahim, the one who gave you the health products, he's helping to bring him. Oh, yes. So they all coming with him, brother. We need to bring him. We need to bring him. Oh, oh, we, oh, oh, oh. This is going to be a, 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 a momental, a, a monumental, a, a monumental event. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man, and 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 I already, brother. I'm telling you, I I can close my eyes. Oh man! Oh yes, sir. I can actually see the ancestors rejoicing, man. Yes, sir. 
guest. Oh, man. We need oh, that. Oh, man. We need that. And, you know, you're, you're, oh. you're, you're a great part of that move, brother, and I'm, I'm, I'm so proud that you're doing what oh. you're doing, man, and keep on doing red, blue, keep on doing what y'all doing, man. I'm going to keep on doing what I do as long as I got breath within That's my lungs. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, in the Dr. Ben said, Dr. Ben told me years ago on radio, he said, never give up. And I, That's I right, can't. brother. I just can't. I just can't. I can't. I don't have it in me. I, I got you. And, you know, and uh, I, know, I know you know, Dr. Ray, because I know sometimes they be trying you. You be wanting to give up, and you can't. And sometimes you just, you, you, just, you want to turn in the towel. Brother, I, you know, I, if, if I turn in the towel, I'll stop breathing, brother. Ex- exactly. Okay, because my whole life is this 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 mission, man. That's right. My whole life is this mission, brother. You That's know? right. That's right. This is what I live for, man. Yeah. I get up in the morning for this purpose, brother. You 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 you, you brother. You know, Colin, Doctor Colin used to call us. Used to say, saints, saviors, soldiers, scholars, healers, and killers. We have to be all of that in one. When That's right, brother. Movie. That's right. You gotta be all of it. That's right. That saint, savior, soldier, scholar, healer, and killer. And killer, yes, sir, brother. We can't <laughs> negate. The, we can't negate the killing. That's right. Because sometimes there's a spiritual killing you have to make, or physical if it comes down to it. That's right, brother. Yeah, that's, that's right. That warrior spirit. I mean, I was telling a Christian the other day. I was telling a Christian the other day, like a few months ago, and I said, "You, you how are y'all gonna negate?" The warrior spirit or the killing spirit when his own disciples carried sword and when it was time to cut off somebody's ears, they cut it. He had, it, it he, had a we- he had a weapon, didn't he? He had a That's weapon. Right, brother. <laughs> and, and if you study martial arts, uh, Pastor Ray, I know you was in the military and all that, in order to cut somebody's head clean off, you have to be good with that sword. You got right, brother. You got you have to master your weapon, you and you must know your. your you, you have to be able to use your weapon better than your enemy uses his weapon. Exactly. You but see. And, but the, but the master came and healed it. Told him to put away his sword. He didn't tell him yep. throw the sword down. Don't use that sword again. He put the he said put your sword down and I'll just, and put the pick up the man's head and put the head back on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of power in that message. Yes, up, brother. With the healers and killers. I'm real with this, brother. I'm real, you know. I know, and, brother. Um, I know you are. And, and I know even, you are. Even on that day, we got we got we got a whole presentation for the people. We got we got martial arts uh, demo by Professor Bill McLeod again. I got my brother. Oh man, yeah, brother. Yeah. I got him. I got a uh, live drumming presentation by Joshua Saran. I got live performance by Imani uh, Imani Clark. So that's actually a nice presentation. And I got to let the people know this is how it goes. The format is going to go like this, and this is how me and Kava came up. So those that are listening, this is the format. Each speaker will get 20 minutes in the first segment. That's five 20-minute segments, and then we'll take a break. Then the next time, the 20 minutes again with the, each speaker and the community, that means they'll get to filter questions with them, and then we'll take a yeah. break after those five go through, and then we'll have the whole panel sit together where the community can interact with the whole panel. 
and then we'll then we'll keep it going just from that finish it off with just like but that's how we're gonna have it. Uh me and brother uh Kaba Hiawatha put it together. So everybody gonna get a chance and everybody gonna be able to break the, uh deal with the, that individual L at one point with as far as questions and answers and filtering questions and answers, then we'll put the group in together, the elders together at the last, the ending part, and let's close it off and do it right and make it happen. So we're going to have a good time, brother. That's going to be a night of healing, brother. Yes, sir. That's what it's all about. I see it. I'm trying to tell you. I see it, man. I see it. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Don't bring tears I'm to my eyes. I'm messed up. I'm, I'm, brother, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I wish I could, I wish I could just delete. All of the days between now and then. <laughs> and just something happens to, happen tomorrow. Because I'm so excited about this, man. I don't want to do nothing else but this, this gathering right now. <laughs> hey, look, this is, this is the beginning. Like you said, this is the beginning. It's the first one, and we got more. Cause, I mean, I, could, I, I wish I could have brought in all the ones that are still alive and well, but it, it's, it's just hard to be, you know, try to handle all of that. So it's better to come, you know, either every four months or every six months. It's, it's probably better to bring it and have real applicable discussion and how the elders can be of service to our community, to our young people that's transitioning into middle age and then to old age. We gotta we gotta notice. And part of the proceeds that are coming in, I'm starting this homeschooling team, a birthing team, and also an elderly, uh, holistic elderly team that people like like Dr. Ben can get receive better food when they come. Because yes. Dr. Ben told me that he's yes. not being fed right. He's told me that he's yes. not being fed right. Yes, brother. Yes. We need help, brother. We need to do this. Yes, yes, need, brother. You know, so we work well, brother. King Simon, I, I say this, man, so everybody can hear, brother. You know, I I, I appreciate you, man. I respect you. you. I honor you. I love you, man. Love you, I too, love brother. you for who you are, brother, and what you're doing. You know? Love you, too, brother. You know, you're real, man. You're real. Your spirit is good. You know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm a reflection of those that I that 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 are before me, man. That's that's the real deal. That, I yeah, got they, you, brother. They, Doc, Doc, and Doctor Ben, and all these people that I've seen and grew up with, and you know, you know, me going through Islam. I mean, you know, Farrakhan is my elder. Uh, I mean, I've been in the Nation of Islam. I've been under Khalid, and you know, in the in the Ansarullah community. That was also a great elder that I don't care. Like I told you on the phone, I don't care what people say about Dr. York. He saved my life at 16. I hear you, brother. I, I hear you. Yes, sir. I, I, I hear I, you. I, I don't know any of the other stuff. I wasn't there. I wasn't in his bedroom. I wasn't in all that stuff. I yes. just knew this man saved me. He was the first to record my conscious reggae music back in my day when I was singing reggae. And when I left the community, I, I became number three on the reggae charts. Because Dr. Yeah. York and, and and Jimmy Cliff, who also Jimmy Cliff, the reggae artist, who also said to me, "Go out there and do my thing." Yes, <laughs> sir, so th- this is some real stuff, and I know Red and Blue they got influenced by you know the, Dr. Sebi and all the rest of these people, man, and yourself. You know, try to give y'all y'all roses while y'all alive, man. Got to keep y'all the roses while y'all alive. I hear you, brother. And I that's, hear the, you, man. That's, that's my real spirit. It's my real heart. I know it is now. Thinking about it. It, it, it's I know, real. brother. And I rode by myself a lot. I'm, I'm a loner. 
I'm alone most yeah, of the time yeah, with my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, brother, you got to understand, eagles fly alone, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that, yes, sir. <laughs> okay? <laughs> eagles fly alone. Don't ever forget that, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I didn't make that up. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what a brother said to me years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, sir. Eagles fly alone, brother. Yes, sir. Brother. That's how that goes. I've lost a lot, brother, and, and a lot of us have lost a lot during our walk. You know, yes. going, through, going things with, through with my children and my ex-wives and all that stuff, I've lost a lot. To I hear you, brother. Keep it going, brother. I understand. Brother. I do. I understand. I it, do it, understand, brother. Painful, brother, but, you know, we got we to gotta endure this pain, and sometimes you got to learn how to heal yourself. That's why you get into your own meditations. And you... <laughs> yep. Yeah, you preach. You preaching now, brother. <laughs> yeah, you preaching now. I know that's right. Yes, brother. See, 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 see what I'm saying? See what you're talking about right now? See, that's not in a book, brother. Yes, sir, brother. Ain't not a no book. You follow no. what I'm saying? That's experience talking now. That that's yeah. what I'm talking about. That that yeah. that's what our young people need to hear. You ain't gonna read that in a book, man. And and the hate comes, boy, but haters make us greater. That's right, brother. Yes, they do. People people, people don't understand how much you know. You, you, I, I even giving out flyers, how people have thrown my flyers down or spit at me and all kinds of stuff, and I have to remain humble. <laughs> I know, brother. I I used to tell I used to tell this 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 brother you know I should say man listen please don't stop people from talking about me please <laughs> let them talk about me let them do that okay number one it's a great advertisement yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's great advertisement I'll have to pay for but number two brother it it builds you if if though if the haters realize how much they were building you by trying to hurt you. Yeah. They shut up. You know? <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, brother. Hey, hey, you, you, remember that movie, you remember that movie, American Gangster? Yes. Yes, you I remember, do remember. You, you remember what the Italian said to uh, Denzel, right? About uh, about enemies. <laughs> Refresh my memory now. What you remember he what he said? He said enemies. You remember when Denzel's wife got, uh, when he got, he got shot at and he got shot? In the movie, and then he went to meet with the Italian guy, and the Italian guy said, "And Frank, you got enemies. Now you can either be unsuccessful and have friends, or you can be successful and have enemies." That's what he said. That is what he said. That's right, brother. That's right. So what you That's right. Be unsuccessful now. <laughs> you can't be unsuccessful. It goes with the territory, brother. It goes with the territory. Yes, I know that's right. <laughs> I'm loving Shoot, it, brother. I mean, too. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Man, again, I, again, I, again, I am so honored, brother, that you asked me to be a part of this. I'm, 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 I'm so honored. You know, it, it, it you know, I'm honored, man. I, I, I you know, I have to, brother, because you, you, right now, this is that, like you said earlier about when you and Kaba spoke, that this is that, this is that, this is that year. Yes, and it's not yes. it's not by it's not ironic that both of you said that because both of y'all are born under the number seven. You being born on June seven and him being born November sixteenth. So this is wow. a number seven year. Two, two plus zero plus one plus four equals seven. 
That's that right, represents brother. something very powerful this year. Not only does it represent higher enlightenment mm-hmm. and spiritual movements and growth and mysterious things happening, but that seven is a spiritual God number. We know this. Yes. Both of y'all yes, resonate under that number seven. Yes, Both sir, of y'all. Brother. So it wasn't, it's not ironic. It's not ironic, and believe me, I chose both of y'all because of y'all number seven. Yes, I remember you telling me that. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, bro. Oh. So I, I don't play with these numbers, brother. <laughs> mathematics is life. Life is mathematics. <laughs> yes, sir, brother. Right. Yes. And, and, and it's something, brother, because that is how our ancient ancestors governed their lives, man. Yes, sir. You, you see, you see, you see, and, and what's deep about it is our oppressors understand the power and the energy that comes from the numbers in our lives. Yes, sir. And that's why they put it in the Bible that is witchcraft. Mm, exactly. You see, to keep exactly. us from tapping into our power, man. Exactly. That's right. It's deep, man. My, 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 my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, named me by the numbers, man. Mm. Wow. She chose the name Raymond for my father, which mm. is the number nine. That's the number nine. That's right. You see? Man, don't get me started wow. up in here. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know you're working, sir. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. Shoot. That's right. Get them numbers. Get them numbers. Yeah. I can hear the pills talking about get them the numbers. numbers. Give me one second. Let me open up uh, my brother's line real quick. Yeah. Brad, your line is open. Play them numbers. All them long numbers from the lottery they got us playing. Now, our, our people used to be like, give me a 10. Just sit on a 10. Hey, you know what's so funny, Bill? The, the, the numbers meant something. I mean, if you heard the number 235 and that meant death, or this number meant this, or this number meant that. I was watching um, the movie I was watching. With the, I was watching the Hoodlums, and they was a Hoodlum movie with uh, Bill Duke and them that, that directed that one. And he was talking about what 235 meant. And, I, and that's right. In dream books, they knew the numbers. Yeah, they mastered. They, yeah, they mastered. The number, because remember, yeah. The number yeah. would explain the energy of the day, and they would exactly. use the number to explain the day or the day to explain the number. And it was a science. It was a distinct science. Yeah. And the way that you advance yeah. in that game is if you was more steeped in that science. <laughs> That's why they would, they, they would, you know. So exactly. you got to understand that that was our our system. That was yeah. our means yeah. for finances. And based on that That's being right. our underbelly economic system, we were able to develop and build up community by way of those finances. And then they brought yep. in a lotto and decimated that entire hustle, you know, and then they yep. moved in with dope after that and, and crack after that. <clears throat> so the numbers figure very prominently, not only in our existence at this particular time, but numbers is also only thing that you're seeing when you look back in history and you see the great marvels that, are demonstrated by way of architecture, those are the enactments of mathematical equations, you know, of numbers, at angles, and degrees. That's all they're expressing, a numeric, which is a container of a particular energy or frequency. And in, in, the, in the case of the pyramids, tones and frequencies. So yep. 
these are the things, the harmonious song that the universe sings. You know, we are all intertwined in this beautiful song. So we're saying that, you know, there are songs that you have sung, Dr. Ray Hagen's, where your, your tonality has been superior to the spell that has been cast with other people's tonality, and you've been able to break people out of those spells from speaking, you know, truth from your heart in the cave and a, a different tone and I a different you. frequency. I hear you, brother. So the brother, King Simon, um, I really think that you're going to change the conversation with this particular lecture, you know? <laughs> and, um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Say it again? Yeah, when he was did going into the numbers, you heard him? <laughs> no, but did you hear him? You heard the passion when he was in his, when he was in his <laughs> reggae bag. <laughs> oh, no, nah, he was going in. <laughs> you know? Indeed. We, 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 we have... We have party to your music prior to yeah. knowing you before, so I have a, a place of respect for that that vibration. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that vibration exactly. that you represent. And um, you know, the same with Dr. Ray Hagen that we we've, we've heard your vibration before we've met you and had the honor to honor in your, the physical form. You know, other than that, we just have vibrations and frequencies that we call, I hear, yes, you know what I'm yes, saying, sound yes, bites yes, and words and stuff. Yes. But you know what's relative to you by hearing the person without seeing them. So yeah, yeah. what's real about you? Is it the, the appearance or the tone? Or the tone. That's right. That is right. <laughs> and, that, you know, that's, that's blue pill philosophy. I had to study who I was and what the throat meant and why I resonated with the blue pill as opposed to the red. And it's about, you, you know, man. my truth yeah. comes through my tone, comes through my, my throat, my blue, my, my chakras. So, mm. you know, the whole mystery about where we have to go into the future totally deals with numbers, you know what I'm saying? And even on this particular day, which is April 4th, people that know me know that I have an affinity with this number. This number has an intelligence, and it conveys everything that I need to know about myself and about the universe through myself. Because it's, it's, it's an interrelationship. The more that I get to know myself, the better I, 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 or closer I get to knowing God and an appreciation for, you know, the creation and all that is in creation. And then we're able to convey this information across, you know, across wave bands and bandwidths and across the air, you know, and our mercury, our Gemini self. Know the ledge, you know what I'm saying? Speaking to the people through these airways, but that number, numbers, that number is key. Through, the, yeah, yeah, through the these numbers. Zero, one, zero, so even, one, even, one. even the perfection of the numbers and the numbers being bridges between past and present and future, what have you. This lecture that we're talking about, we're having a show on 4-4, four lecture that's taking place on 413. That's right. That's right, brother. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So we we are constantly I can't tell you, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, I can't take it. 
Y'all gonna make me drop my computer up here, man. Shoot. No, don't do that, brother. <laughs> so, so not only did you uh did you remain with us, but I uh I believe that I may have Brother Leonard Jeffries on the line with us. So with your permission, I would like to bring him into the conversation. Oh, man, please honor us with that, brother. Please honor oh, us with yes, that. Yes, indeed. Let me see if this is a brother here. Call her from the 901-864. Peace. Is this Dr. Leonard Jeffries? No, it's not. No, it's not. No. No, okay, two, my apologies. He got, he got a 201. His number is 201. I have to call him. Okay. Um, you want to call him on your three-way, King Simon? Because he was okay. supposed to call him at this particular point. Okay. If you call him on the three-way, yeah, we could just uh, All right, hold on, have wait, a mini-council right here. Okay. Right. So, brother, it's, it's, it's in the service of spirit, you know, getting this information out. In a timely fashion, brother. I, I, I tell you, I, I tell you this, this. I just don't have the words, man. My vocabulary is not adequate enough. Enable those who are listening to me right now to understand how awesome and how powerful this event is going to be. You know, if you miss it, if you miss it, there's nothing we can do. There's Brother's line just dropped. Show that he he's gonna call right back in. All right, brother Red. Okay, family. As I wait for them to call back in, let me see if I can get this commercial in real quick for the brother. Butler, who will be here this weekend in California doing his lecture. I believe the first lecture is Sunday, April 6th. It's going to be held at the Holiday Inn Long Beach Airport in the Sunset Ballroom. All right? So this is going to be from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's presentation and the book signing. Then he's going to have a private reception from 6.30 to 7.30 so that's on Sunday, April 6th. And then on April 7th, it's going to be at the Crash Unity Center from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30, okay, for a $15 donation. And the Crash Unity Center is located at 7825 West, Southwest in Los Angeles, California, 90047. The author of When Rocks Cry Out by the Horace Butler. Sunday and Monday. You're going to see if the brother has called back in there. Brother goes right there. Call it from the 314. Yeah, that's, okay. that's me, man. I, I I don't know if I hung up, got so excited, and hit the button or what, but. Yeah, yeah, brother. yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I don't know indeed, if, indeed. what, what y'all heard what I said, but what I was saying was whoever is there that night, when they leave, their life will never be the same, brother. Yes, indeed. You know, if if they yeah. miss it, there's nothing we can say to explain to you how awesome it, it was. It's, it's something you got to experience. 
Don't let nothing stop yeah. you from getting there that day. To those who are listening, yeah, you don't have let to be nothing there. stop you from getting there. You know, if Absolutely. you are serious at all, if you are serious at all about our power as a people, the healing in our community, progressing forward in the right direction, if you're serious at all, you need to be there at this gathering on Sunday, April 13th at the National Black Theater. Absolutely. Let me open up the line and bring Brother Simon back in. Call her from the 347-496. Brother Simon, peace. Yeah, his, voice, his, 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 his um, phone went to voicemail. I guess I got to remind everybody that, um, that, you know, Dr. Roslin had a, a, her car was stalled, so I know he probably had to assist her, so I don't know if that's what he's still doing. Right. And, you know, had to take care of that business. But I did give, leave the number so he might problem. try to call yeah. it. Yeah, he might try to call yeah, it. Yeah, I'm so, sure that, know. yeah. Yeah, so you know, hmm. he 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 not he not gonna leave it clean out there, you know. That's how he is. That's how that's how Dr. Jeffries is. Oh, that's gonna be. Um, oh, absolutely. But, uh, but remember, National Black Theater is gonna be on on April thirteenth. That's a Sunday, April thirteenth, and um, uh, doors open at two p.m. I wanna let the people know you can take all the trains up to one twenty fifth Street and get over to Fifth Avenue. Doors open at two p.m. Event starts at 3, 3.30. It's latest, but 3 o'clock, we kind of shoot for that start time, because I like to start my stuff on time. Seniors and college students, uh, are there's a discount, a discount at the door. You know, a matter of fact, he's calling me now. I'm going to tell him, hold on, let me go to the rest. I'll go ahead and talk. Let me go to the slide. Indeed. Indeed. You know, better be there early, man. You better be there early. They want to be there early in the building. I'm trying to tell you, and I think they, that, um, be, they just got to stand outside. Hopefully, hopefully we can get speakers to go outside, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and New York hey, um, hello. in he, particular. He told him 10.30, brother. He said he told him 10.30, so he'll call you at 10.30. Okay. Yeah, 27 minutes after, so I guess, you know, Dr. Jeffrey like to be on time, so he go call. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Great. Okay. All right, good. Mm, 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 mm. All right. But, um, yes, yeah. And also, I invited a lot of the scholars, station to the scholars. I know I sent it to a lot of people on Facebook, and I actually put a lot of the upcoming scholars and community leaders on the guest list so they can be there, so they can sit before the elders, and let's all hash this stuff out together. New Omar Johnson, I've invited. I've invited Polite. I've invited A.A. Rashid. Matter of fact, condolences to his family. Of course, he just lost his great mother, who I've known when I was young. I knew her since I was in the yes. Arkansas community. And so, enough respect to yes. A.A. Rashid and his whole family. Enough respect to him. Yes. Uh, it's to not my, easy to my only, mom. my aunt. Yes, yes. my aunt Hafisa. Hafisa you know, yeah. he wants to send her love and light. You know, her yeah. light shall shine eternally and everlasting. Yeah. We celebrate her memory, we honor mm-hmm. her existence, and we continue to carry on the healing that she taught us and, and you know, personally, you know what I'm saying, put those, uh, just instilled those lessons in us that partially are responsible for us being here today, you know, yeah. still as as you know, as, right. as, as whole being. So, 
we just have to let the people know. So a lot of people are getting caught right. off guard. You know, they're, they're being they're startled. They're crying over, over the phone and stuff. So I really want to uh, get that information out so the family who wants to come in, because we're going to celebrate tomorrow. This is going to be a celebration. This is how she would want it. Is it tomorrow or Sunday? It's, it's tomorrow, I believe. Brother AA told me that he's going to do it tomorrow. So the weather is going to okay. be very nice in New York. You know, um, it's going to be it's going to be on Dean Street, off of Dean and Fulton. But you know, just hit me up and I'll give everybody the uh, the information. You know what I mean? Okay. So if you were, like I said, if you from New York and you were in this community, like active in the community, you know, doing what you know inside of those circles, you knew Sister Hafisa. Cause she was going, she was going to run up on you and find out who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was definitely about to pull. You know, she had to look you in your eyes and make sure that she was good. Going back to what we're talking about tonight, about the Council of Elders. Okay. Right. This sister right here, you know, is part of the She's part of the federation. She is part of the Council of Elders. She's she she is a, a active. You know, she's the active duty of the Council of Elders, who was doing the work of the elders from day one, from the day that I met her. The minute I, I, I always tell people this, the minute I came through her door, I went to go live with her in 1990 um, after leaving my father's house. The minute I stepped in the door, I took my shahada. I didn't drop the bags. Like, I didn't go and get something to eat. You know what I mean? There was no, he just went straight to Islam. You know what I mean? Went straight to Mecca. You know, but that's. <laughs> but what that did All right. it put me on a path. Hello? Yeah. I just want to inform you that we have our next guest oh, in the building. So, yes. We'll do all of this tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? But just want to say love and life. Love and life to, um, to Sister Fisa and her family. Family yes, that's out yes. there. Our brother AA is out here. You know what I mean? He, you know how valuable he is to the community. You know the work that he has put in. This is a time that he will definitely need your support, your energy. You know what I mean? You know, just your love and light. Just keep, when you see the brother, just, you know, because he's holding up. He's very strong, you know what I mean? But just be strong with the brother. That's all I ask. So that's it. Hey. Absolutely, family. With no further ado, I want to present to you a caller from the 201, Dr. Leonard Jeffries. Peace, Dr. Jeffries. Uh, peace, brother. Hotep. 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 Greetings. Welcome. Well, it's a pleasure to be uh, on the radio with you and uh, the radio family. Um, yes, yes. You are also in the company of some of your fellow elders, fellow panelists, uh, brother Dr. Ray Hagan is here as well. Well, I'm, I'm a student, brother. Greetings, Dr. Ray Hagan. Greetings, brother. What's up, Dr. Jeffries? How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. As long as I'm above ground and and trying to be as African as possible, I'm doing okay. I heard that, brother. I heard that. The man... Every time I see you or talk to you, I'm going to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Asante Shama, brother, for your life, your deeds, your legacy, your contribution, for us coming along, you know, as we are because of the path that you have laid out for us, man. Thank you so much, Elder. Thank you, 
Well, I certainly appreciate uh, that acknowledgement, but this road has been traveled by a whole host of us, and we've been uh, like a relay team passing on the baton. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, very well said. It too. hasn't yeah. been a lonely road. It's been together uh, with a family of brothers and sisters and, and elders and now ancestors uh, that yeah. still represent a guiding consciousness uh, for our people. Uh, Dr. Clark is gone, Dr. John Henry Clark, but whenever I'm in Harlem and I have to cross town to get over to the other side, to get over to Jersey, I cross over 137th Street just to feel that presence that was there for so mm-hmm. many years. And um, you talk about wise counsel of the elders. He certainly was among the wisest. Yes, uh, yes. Dr. John Henry yes. Clark. So I'm glad that the activity has been uh, scheduled for next week. My my partner for life, and this year will be our 50th year, uh, will be uh, participating with uh, Dr. Higgins and uh, our Professor Kaba, Professor Small, and our great sister, Queen Afua. So it's a powerful lineup for next uh, weekend on Sunday at the very special sacred space in Harlem, the National Black Theater, that uh, Dr. Barbara Antier and her extended, her family and her extended African family uh, conceived of a special space for our community that had a strong relationship with our African roots. And so that space has been created and maintained uh, by the spirit of uh, Dr. Barbara Antier and and her sister and the others who work so diligently. So I'll definitely be there rooting on the the wise counsel of our brothers and sisters. And uh, it's good to be traveling on a path of righteousness and have partners with you. Yes, uh, each of yes, us has to amazing, and develop our own sacred mission, how we are going to contribute to the forward movement of humanity and um, or as Franz Fanon said each generation has a choice you can either make your contribution or you can turn your back on it and mm. so I'm, I'm always glad to be with brothers and sisters that want to make a contribution some may not be sure how it should be done others have already carved out their path and they're just widening it as they, they move, move forward so these are good times and you have to look at it in terms of the law of opposites. These are the worst of times because of the condition our people find themselves in, because of the conditions and systems that have been maintained to keep us uh, in a hole. But these are the best of times because the possibilities of pulling ourselves up out of, yes, sir. Out of things and moving on to a, another higher level. So I always, I always come with a positive approach. Uh, no matter how devastating it looks. When things get bad, and I've had some rough roads, but even the rough roads, I enjoyed myself. I was (laughs) glad to be centered and uh, spotlighted as the worst person in the history of the world (laughs) in the modern (laughs) era. And so I just, I said, bring it on. (laughs) There you go. And, uh, 
know, we went with it and it and went yeah. higher and higher and higher. And uh, I have some deep roots on my mother's side in Virginia. And when you think Virginia, you got to think Nat Turner and a whole host of other things. And deep roots in Georgia on my father's side. And so I flash back to his father, who was born in Georgia on August the 10th, the week of uh, Marcus Garvey, 1868, but he was 10 years before Marcus Garvey. But mm. him and his brother carved out a path in Georgia of, of, of trying to beat back the devil and his systems and, and heighten our humanity. And it's amazing that one foot out of slavery, uh, they were able to do that. And for 50 years before the Klan took my grandfather out of here in 19. 19- 17, he had 50 years to help with his wife produce 13 uh, youngsters. My father was the youngest. His brother Sam had 15. They had their farms next to each other. And when you realize what he had to go through during the Reconstruction, the rise of the Klan, white folks turning their back on us, um, it they had to reach inside themselves to find some strength. And then they had to link that inner strength up with others and if my grandfather and his brother could do that back in the day when right. we were virtually being pushed back into slavery I certainly can continue there's no obstacles in my path that I hear you man yeah, I hear you yes yeah. yes mm. so I'm glad to hey. be a part of uh, I'm glad to still be here I wish I had Dr. Clark, but I have him ringing in my ears all the time. And, of course, his partner, Dr. Ben, has passed 95, heading to 96, and he's uh, heading to 100. He's not able to do what he used to do, but he made his contribution by giving our people the knowledge. That's a gift that is forever giving. Yes. Uh, I appreciate having sat at the feet of these masters, and uh, then I appreciate the young people that are trying to carry the ball. I wish there were more elders uh, for wise counsel for them, and um, so whoever is still here and has the ability to continue to give these young people some spiritual sustenance, it needs to happen because this monstrosity of technology can consume you. I uh, had almost lost my way because you got to watch this news and you're sitting there watching the news, but it's the same news over and over again, hour after hour. And you ain't got sense enough to get up, turn the thing off, get a book, get a tape, get something. You're just looking at the same stuff. And then you're sitting there and you say, well, wait a minute, I saw that program at 9. Here it is, 1 o'clock. I'm still looking at it. But when I went to the National Council for Black Studies Conference with my wife just to get out of the snow, I had talked about the ice people, sun people, but that ice was getting to me so much snow and uh, cold and... uh, so when we had a chance to go to Miami a couple of weeks back for the National Council of Black Studies Conference, I said, honey, we got to go. 
In fact, the conference starts Wednesday or Thursday. We need to go Sunday, be there a week or so before. And we did, and it was fantastic. And in seven or eight days, we had beautiful hotel accommodations. One of them was at the top of a 24-story hotel. We did not turn the TV on for eight days. Do you know you can live without the TV? Yes, you can sir, live man. without the computers. You can live with all, all that technology that's bombarding your brain. You can live without it. I try yeah. to close the windows. Uh, and my wife said, why are you closing the windows? I said, well, when the sun comes up, we'll, it'll wake us up. She said, that's what I want. I want the sun glistening off the ocean to hit that mirror and hit my face. So mm. I had to take wise counsel from my wife and, and keep the curtains open, keep the drapes open so that Mother Nature could speak to our soul. That sun yeah. gave me new life. I had more energy than you can imagine. Um, so we have to realize that we have to put ourselves in the right positions uh, and the right time in order to do some of the things we, we have to do. So I'll definitely be there. I hope the family comes out. And uh, the lineup is fantastic. And so uh, people who've been past the torch will certainly uh, be able to give us a message that we need. And um, Professor Small and I actually connected in 69 when I first mm. started teaching the first black course in political science at City College, he was one of the student leaders that was uh, taking over the college and making demands that change come about, that they put programs dealing with our people in the curriculum. And, so, um, and then we reconnected later as the Black Studies Department expanded, and and he's been a stalwart, uh, growing, uh, growing. And so uh, it's been a pleasure to have that type of support. And then, uh, of course, a big support from the Caribbean came from Professor Ed Scobie, um, who came from one of the smallest islands in the Caribbean, Dominica, but he had one of the biggest African hearts and minds and spirit. And so it was a pleasure to be with him as my deputy uh, chairman of the Black Studies Department. Mm. And so it, it's been a, a trial and tribulation, but it's been a, a triumph uh, because we were able to develop the largest Black Studies program in the country, if not the world, uh, during the day at City College. But nothing lasts forever. We had a, a run of almost 40 years, and um, tens of thousands of young people passed through our hands in that mm. time. And not only young people, we had older people who were who were inspired to come back and sit in the classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one one of our secretaries, Mrs. James. She lived up on Congress Avenue, and uh, she got her BA. I got her uh, uh, BA, and then went on and got her master's. Uh, she was she was hitting ninety five, eighty five. She was wow ninety, and so. We uh, we enjoyed reaching out to the community. People used to bring their children in. I, I met people who said, Dr. J, I was one. You should remember me in 82. I sat up there with my baby. Now, she didn't realize that a lot of them did that. 
that baby is, is, is grown and doing well, you know. And so it really makes it worth it when you can get those type of, of mm-hmm. um, responses and, and not only get them in the U.S. or the New York area, but get them in Florida. It was in Florida for a big activity with brothers from the Caribbean, Caribbean Fest, and uh, somebody made a mistake of introducing me as somebody new to Florida. And when one of the sponsors got up, he said, wait a minute, we got to at least correct that. He said, Dr. J has been coming to Florida for years, for decades. He used to come for the Sistron Festival in Fort Lauderdale. And one time he came when the people said they didn't want him to come, the, the big wigs managing the city said they didn't want him to come. And uh, the black community said, we want him to come. So he came and he spoke in about five churches. He uh, did much better when they said they were going to take the official uh, invitation away. The black community said, we're offering you an invitation. I was in Guinea in West Africa at the time, and I told him, I'll come. If the community wants me to come, I'll come. So uh, when this brother was speaking, he was saying he – I was in his classes in New York. He he has helped inspire my children. So when mm. you live a, a, a long uh, run, you know you do have those uh, those occasions, and they they may they make it all worth it when you know you're trying to make a difference and it has some impact. Mm-hmm. So I will. Um, <clears throat> Uh, definitely be there uh, yes. to support uh, Dr. Ray Higgins, to support Queen Afua, who's been a special light unto the world. And yes. Brother Kaba is one of those youngsters coming up. I've seen him grow. I said, goodness gracious. And now he's he's passing the elders because uh, we're all on this. We all got to get on this high, high highway. In other words, got to be a super highway because it can't be no path to success. We got to, technology is moving so fast, we got to develop a super highway to the future. Yes. And of course, yes. Professor Small spends all of his working days worrying about the struggle and 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 how we can handle uh, what we've been given and how we can enhance it. And then at the same time, he's, he's taking care of grandchildren and, and children, has a strong powerful wife uh, of many years so we got to count the successes uh, because there's enough um, difficult situations that we have to deal with and then it's the way it's the way we look at them people say well Chuck Way Lumumba wasn't that wasn't that terrible the way the brother yeah 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 Yeah. that was terrible but look at who he was what he did yeah. How the creator and the ancestor said, this brother's going to be doing his thing for almost 50 years. Malcolm had 12 or 13. King had 14 or 15. Chuckway had 40, 45 years. He was conscious as a teenager coming wow. up in Detroit. And then he was with the Republic of New Africa and a whole host of others. I mean, he got his skills together, his legal training still had fire in his soul to fight for yep. our people. So you mm-hmm. you got to count the blessings. He was a blessing. If we had had him for another 10 or 15 years, that would have been wonderful. 
Yeah, I sit on the cake, but we we need to be thankful, you know, that he didn't leave us when he was 39, like King or Malcolm or some of the others. Now I understand his uh, son is going to try to step into his shoes. That's going to be difficult, difficult, but he's making that attempt and is fundraising for the son of Chukwe Lumumba, who is going to stand in the next uh, election that's coming up. Uh, mm. soon, you know. But one, with the generations leaving, you want to be able to see the transition, uh, transitions and, and feel them. And so John Watusi Branch uh, made his transition. Now, the brother was a uh, special spirit. You talk about consciousness. I mean, he maintained family, maintained wife and partners, maintained institutions, uh, traveled to Africa and the Caribbean. Uh, this brother was really a significant model in our community, but when it came time for the ancestors to um, bring him over to the other side, or in some traditions in Africa, they say go, to go back to the village, um, he had he had left a, a legacy, and then his son, Sekou, has stepped in to try to sustain it. And then in New Jersey over here, uh, my wife's from New York. She's Harlem all the way. Um, I spent a good 45 years in Harlem, so I claim it too. But I was born and raised in Jersey, and uh, but married in Harlem, Church of the Master, and worked in Harlem for 40-something years, City College. So uh, my brother and his family including the congressman Hakeem and whatnot there in Brooklyn, and that's where they've been for the last 30, 40, 40 years or more. And uh, so it, it, it's wonderful to have these roots. But the brother from Jersey, who was world-class, Amiri Baraka, stepped into yes, the ancestral yes. realm. This was a fighting yes. spirit, creative genius. Yes. He was going through all kinds of change, transformation, and and rebirth as he went through the various movements of his early years and then his middle years and then his later years. And um, we had gone to high school. He was a senior. I was a freshman, and uh, my family actually knew his mother and father. And uh, so we had generations of connection, but it was unbelievable to be at his celebration. I mean, uh, people were going to the house for several days, and that was beautiful and spiritual. And then they had the viewing at uh, Metropolitan Baptist Church, which is the largest in New Jersey, I believe, certainly in Newark. And um, it was such that 50, 60 people could stand at one mic, and 50, 60 people could stand at the mic on the other side. And you had all of these folks coming to, to testify on this brother's uh, behalf in terms of his strength and his vision and how they supported his fire and his spirit. And then they had at the Symphony Hall, which holds thousands of people, uh, they had uh, his final celebration there. And his son, Raz Baraka, who was a principal in Newark, New Jersey, of one of the biggest high schools, he's on the city council, uh, his son uh, did the eulogy over his father's remains on that stage, and I have never seen anything like it. 
it it was Sister Sojo, good friend of the family and good friend of Raz. I believe they went to Howard or some one of the schools together. Sister Sojo was saying it looks like this was a setup. This was planned. This was, <laughs> the brother was making his way to the ancestral realm and reaching back and giving the baton to his son. And when Raz got up to make his presentation, his father's spirit had captured him. And then after a while, after reaching high with his father's spirit, his own spirit manifested itself. I have never seen anything like it. I'm 77, so I've seen a lot. I've never seen anything like that. And uh, so I was proud of the brother. People up on their feet. I was up on my feet screaming, holding my hands up as a car with both hands in the air. I, my wife was up on her feet. I mean, it was unbelievable, very spiritual. You talk about consciousness of our people who are the original people and who have mm. these great traditions that we've helped create. And, uh, and, and that includes all of these traditions that that have a foundation uh, in Africa. And if you're talking about the the Greeks, you got the Romans, you got to see the African foundation. If you're talking about Judaism, Christianity, Islam, you got to see the African foundations. Yes, sir. About our traditional religions and traditions, you got to see the African foundation. If you talk about the bloodline of the human family, you may have some myths and some professions of what was, but if you talk about science and history and the truth, you got African foundations Each. in the bloodline of the yes. human family. So once you have that understanding, you can feel secure. And uh, but all of us are suffering, as my brother Dr. Wade Nobles has so clearly laid out. All of us are suffering, suffering, especially if you're black, from a shattered consciousness and a fractured identity. Mm. And the folks who are arrayed against us, they want that to continue. They don't want black folks. The billion plus of us on the planet to wake up and see ourselves as a global family with mm -hmm. our creativity and with our history in spite of our devastation with, with the dehumanization of enslavement and the even further dehumanization of chattel slavery, uh, in spite of all that, you know, our sister had this poem, And Still I Rise. Yes. And no matter yes. how hard they try and push us back and, and pound us into the ground, and still we rise. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's some of the stuff I'm sure folks will be talking about. Queen of Fool will say, you can rise, but you could really go sky high if you get your health together. So yeah. that health is connected to consciousness, mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. So you can't have a body that's moving in the wrong direction and racked with disease, and you think it's not going to affect your mind, and you think it's not going to affect your spirit, you've got to link that tripartite power together, mind, body, and spirit. And then you need to understand that that relationship, that tripartite relationship is very real when you're talking about systems. 
everything is systems related and every system has a productive creative capability that's your economics and the mm-hmm. economics begets the management of the system and the management capability is your politics how do you manage and administer your life your community your institutions your people but your economics can't be your economics and your politics can't work for you if you don't have culture and culture is the key. Culture is the highest level, the deep thought. You can have culture of survival. You can have culture of of development. We need to seek developmental culture, the high level of culture. Pull as many of our people along. Culture tells you what type of economics to develop and who to do your politics with. And then... The systems analysis is the key because everything is system related. You think you're looking at an individual. That individual represents a system or that individual is being put up by a system or that individual will sell out to the system. So you can't just get a paralysis of analysis. I don't like what he said. I don't like what he did to my system 20 years ago. That's, that's, that'll help you get moving. Deep understanding means a systems analysis that you go deep yeah. and find out really what's happening. Put many things deep. together and start to weigh them. And you know, deep thinking is what we want. Critical thinking is what we want, and uh, mm. raise our level of consciousness. Mm. So, you see why we you see why we need the elders, man. Are you listen? Are y'all listening? <laughs> well, it's just it's just. <laughs> <laughs> when you lived like Dr. Clark, we used to say, when, when Dr. Clark, we used to say, we need to get a tape recorder. When Dr. Clark goes to the bathroom, we need to tape him because his fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. And then Dr. Ben was always doing stuff, always organizing, always. We got to organize a brotherhood. We got to organize a sisterhood. We had to move into an higher level of consciousness. We got to take back the Nile. Now, can you imagine yes, somebody, sir. when I was born in 1937, and one years old, 1938, Dr. Ben was conceiving of how he was going to get to the Nile and to deliver the Nile Valley to African people. Wow. And it took him a long time, many years, many decades, going solo, but the, mm-hmm. the explosion of consciousness was on us in the in the forties, and we had the great Pan African Conference where the great people came and they mapped out a plan of what we should do. That was nineteen forty-five, and then the fifties hit us where people started moving, even down south, and then the sixties exploded on us. Cities were being explosion, revolutionary activities, new nations were being born. Then the seventies. And white folks looked back and said, oh, my goodness, we better put our plan of reaction back in place to put these folks back in the box. Of course, we, they couldn't do it, but they could dump drugs in our community. They could start jailing our community. They could start systematically assassinating our leaders and then mm-hmm. taking jobs away from our, our people. And so uh, we had to come back at them. And so the 80s flourished, and then the 90s and and by that time, Dr. Ben had not just himself going to the Nile. He had hundreds of people. Yes. And one of the great moments of our, all of our lives is that some brothers that were affected by this explosion of knowledge, Dr. Milana Karanga, Dr. Jake Carruthers, got together and said, let's have a conference 
in 84, and Dr. Bennett said, for years, let's have a family gathering so we can uh, deal with our history. And so they mm. called it Los Angeles. Hundreds of us went. It was decided that we would mobilize and organize around it, and we would meet next year. And we would form a collective organization, association. We would incorporate. So the idea was conceived and given substance in Los Angeles. It was given full flesh in Chicago, and the next year they came to New York, to Harlem, USA, and City College, and other venues in Harlem. And we decided that we would take this newborn and we would put an economic foundation under it so that it could do what it needed to do. Because if you don't have the economic foundation, you're not going too far. So the idea was conceived in 1984 and carried out. But it wasn't just an activity. It wasn't just an event. It was a movement, the rising consciousness of our people. So we said we need to institutionalize it. And so we met and incorporated it in Chicago the next year. Then we met in New York, and I had the, the, the tenacity of temerity to say we need to go to the Nile as a collectivity. Here's an idea birthed in 84, given some meaning in 85, and now a foundation in 86, and we're talking about going to the Nile. But the idea was an idea whose time had come, having had the vineyards watered by Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, and a whole host of others, that we said we would take a few hundred people to the Nile as a pilgrimage to reclaim the Nile. And that mm -hmm. few hundred became 400, then it was 500, then it was 600. It, it, it was beyond our capacity. We said, we got to cut it. We got, then it went to 700. It went to 800. We had eight airlines that was flying us into the Nile Valley, not into Cairo, but down south into Nubia at Aswan. Mm -hmm. And eventually a thousand of us went to the Nile in 1987. And I had three generations, my mother, my beautiful, wonderful wife, and I and my two nephews, Hakeem Jeffries and Hassan. I helped 22, 23 people go, including Gil Noble, Dr. Richard King, Wade Noble's son, Omar, and a number of my godchildren. And so, now you can't say black folks can't do it. Can you imagine the idea conceived, given flesh, and given substance, and boom, cut off people from coming, but... We cut it off at 800, I believe, but then the people still figured out a way to come. So when we got to the Nile, the people in Aswan said, welcome, we're glad you're here. Your people are already here. We said, what are people already here? We just arrived. They mm -hmm. said, no, they've been here for a day or two. People figured out how to get there in spite of the fact that we had closed it down. In terms we couldn't handle anymore. And so we went there not for a tour or a visit. We went there to do some deep thinking and have a conference and visit the sacred shrines and try to find meaning in these dead rocks that came alive once we were in and around them. 
these temples that you could feel the spirit uh, in them. And then these lakes that are supposed to be the sacred lakes, not just ordinary lakes. And so, uh, and then you could understand when somebody said, that's the Washington Monument, that ain't really ain't the Washington Monument. That's a copy <laughs> of yes, the sir. real thing. And the real thing represented a value system, a consciousness of the now that there is in life a perpetual resurrection and rebirth and regeneration. And so that thing that Washington and them put together was trying to tap into our power and our consciousness yes. and rebuild yes. and build a new world order on these shores, on the backs of the, on the blood of the Native American, on the backs of the Africans that were brought over. Mm. So once you get a little bit of the knowledge, it, it opens the door to yes, sir. De- deeper understanding. So we want to encourage. Well, Dr. David, I, I don't read. I just look at a, a, a tape or listen. I said, well, you can do that too, but you also should try to stimulate your mind with reading. Uh, you know, and our people have become so good with the word, you know, and everybody's rapping. I mean, I, I see youngsters walking, I, I'm talking about teenagers and, and after teens walking through my neighborhood and seeing everybody got a rap. Everybody's talking to themselves. Now I wonder how many are reading and know about any of the important mm. books and documents that should be a part of uh, their lives. I tell folks, well, if you don't want to read, at least buy a good book or two like Shekanta Jep, Civilization and Barbarism, and then you know, if you had real gumption, you, you could put it on the night table next to the Bible, the King James Version or the Mormon Version, mm-hmm. whatever version you got in. That would help uh, the text of the Bible come alive with the science and history of of denial. And if you really want to spook yourself, put put the Dr. Dieppe's book or some of these great texts under your pillow, and maybe some, some magic will happen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we were kids, they said, they said uh, do something with the tooth, the tooth fairy, or something. I mean, they had all these little silly things. Can you imagine people growing up and still to this day thinking that there was a Santa Claus? You know, yeah, you know. some big fat white man coming down the chimney, floating through the air with some reindeers. Now, of course, it's become the biggest commercial venture in the history of the world, making a lot of people money. But it, mm-hmm. it's something that it shows you how images can be used to mess with people's minds. And then how, as a kid, young man, youngster, you know, I saw my mother making all these pies and cakes and whatnot, getting ready for Christmas. Somehow that my mind played tricks on me, and I thought sure that I saw Santa Claus sitting at my uh, <laughs> dining room table eating some pies and cakes or in the kitchen. Now, it might have been a, a damn stupid dream, but I'll tell you one thing, I thought it was real. Mm-hmm. And my older cousins would beat me up and make fun of me, this fool thinks there's a Santa Claus, and... uh so I had to take a beating for a while. Uh, 
but that's the that's the power of ideas and images. And so if you get bombarded with enough of these things, it's going to mess with your mind. And that's yeah. why I'm so glad to be bombarded with with the great things, with the Nile Valley or, or Ethiopia or Nubia in the Sudan or even the Mississippi yeah. or, or whatever. Um, Can you tell us a little bit Brazil, about Ghana? Go to the highlands of Brazil where the spirit of Zumbi is. Those things now are real for me. So Santa Claus has has been pushed aside. Yes, little sir. myths and legends that white folks got that that become real uh, in people's minds. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Jeffries, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about Ghana and the economic investments that you have over there? Uh yes, and and. Again, we want to focus on Ghana because it, it initiates a conversation, but it's more than Ghana. We, As African peoples, we should want to invest in ourselves here in America. We should force ourselves to save money instead of spending money because we're the biggest consumers of garbage in the world. Yes, sir. We don't Peace. save a dime. And so we wanted to set a model of linkage with our global family. And so we were asked if we wanted to purchase a hotel that we stayed at for many years, over the years. Every year we go to Ghana and other parts of Africa. And so we did take the challenge, and led by Professor Small and others, and we were able to purchase a hotel which is located in a special place. It's located between... In Cape yes, Coast, it is. located yes. between Elmina, where you have the big slave dungeon, so-called castle, which mm-hmm. was built by the Portuguese in 1482. So Elmina is where this destruction of African peoples got started. And then Cape Coast, a few miles away, up the Atlantic coast, Cape Coast is where the British had their largest establishment, uh, for enslavement, and in the 1700s, 1800s, they became the largest slavers. And so it it is in a special place overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, it is. It is a graveyard in the history of the world. And so it, it has special meaning to us. And uh, so we were able to form a corporation and, and deal with the compl- complications of something in America as well as something in Africa. It takes a lot of faith to put an enterprise together. Luckily, Brother Small has not only faith, but he has the energy. He's the CEO and the president of the corporation. A number of us are involved as families. And that's the way you make things go. You involve yourself as families. And uh, you're going to try to do it. I'm an individual entrepreneur. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, and you're going to, you're going to be an ent- a poor entrepreneur. You've got to involve your foundation uh, and the foundation of all of us are, are family connections. And so um, we've been blessed. The family was purchased, I think. Uh, the, the family got together and, and made the purchase in 2005. And then within a a couple of years, uh, the economy collapsed, and so 
people weren't doing much traveling, et cetera, but because the hotel has four or five conference spaces, two of them can hold 200 to 250. And so we were able to have contracts uh, with the Ghana government, with the Habitat for Humanity, with Doctors Without Borders, who can come uh, bring their people in from their posts up country and have seminars and workshops along the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, so the the enterprise has been marvelous. But for us, it was showing the way that we can establish links on the continent. And so we're a global family. We need to start to manifest it. And so uh, even though it's difficult, well, it's difficult to run any business, even in America, you're going to have trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're up against other people's systems. You know, the, the Chinese are not coming into our communities as individuals. They may represent what you think is individuals, but they they probably have deep family connections. I was, we were living in Ivory Coast, and uh, it was a four-bedroom apartment built by this African uh, diplomat, and he lived on the top right left and we lived on the top left my wife and I and below us was a um, Chinese businessman and below him was a French uh, man the Chinese businessman was part of a family connection he was trying to set up a plant but it was not the time so he set up a restaurant and then he had a brother who went to Nigeria another brother who went to Senegal another one who went so it's these connections that allow you to do things, not just standing there by yourself and mm-hmm. thinking you make it. So we we have tried to show that, but it's hard. Our people, uh, unfortunately, we're we've been seduced by creature comforts, and so instead of us going to Africa with our understanding, we go with our lack of understanding, and we say, well, goodness. Uh, couldn't the Africans do better than this and all this poverty and and um, uh, you know not using the agricultural lands and so if that's the case then we need to bond with our family and, and help them instead of looking down at them they've been victimized yeah. too we, we had slavery on this side they had colonialism on that side and the impact yeah. of, of slavery so well, you know, Africans had African slavery. Well, you can't compare any enslavement, any that Africans may have had, domestic slavery, to plantation slavery, to chattel slavery. Chattel th- slavery, you are a thing, and anything can happen to you under that chattel slavery which the uh, Western world imposed upon us. Um, and the African situation, it's entirely different. It's a different type of of um, control or domination or whatever you call it, but it's certainly not chattel slavery. So we, we need to have a, uh, an understanding of these things. And, uh, and with that, it will be easy for us to work together, easy for us to, uh, to build, because if, we, if we're not going to build, it ain't going to happen. Chinese right. are there in Africa, all over, helping, but they're trying to build for China. Yep. And the uh, a 
unfortunately, the Arab population. I'm not talking about Muslims. A good many of the African population is Muslim. I'm talking about the Arab population that that sees we're going to take care of our Arabs and we ain't going to worry about nobody else. We're going to, uh, we're going to be predators and exploiters just like everybody else. And so we've got to see that and understand that. And when we go to Africa, we can't be predators and exploiters. That, that just fits the mold. We have to present something else in terms of the family returning and the family wanting to bond and the family wanting to to bond so that we can build, you know. And so it, it's been a, a great um, a great trial and tribulation. But how many of us have our feet planted in Africa somewhere? How many of us have a, a hotel complex that um, is overlooking the most significant graveyard in the world, the Atlantic Ocean? Mm. And then in back of us is the University of Cape Coast. Mm-hmm. So that's the future. And so we're looking at the past in terms of enslavement, but we're looking at the future in terms of the this expanding university called the University of Cape Coast, Cape Coast University. Right. So, so too many but, people can say that... Uh, they have that to offer. Well, the thing is, we, we offer it as, it's a sacrifice. We all sacrifice to do it, but when you get our people with their limited understanding, like we took a group to Benin, uh, that's the old Dahomey, years ago, and uh, uh, somebody was building a hotel, half of it was complete, and so we were able to stay in the part that was complete. But some of our group, the most African conscious of the group said, they wasn't going to stay there. And so they went and found the most highfalutin hotel in uh, Cotonou, which was the big city in Dahomey. And then when we went, the rest of us had stayed where we were supposed to stay. Then when we went to pick those suckers up, they came out of the hotel and told them, oh, we had six hotels, we had six towels, we had this and that. We didn't come to Africa to be worried about nothing like that. We came to help. And, and this hotel that was being... Um, being built was being built by African people. Yes. And so, unfortunately, we, we are a, a victim. And we've been seduced by creature comforts, you know. And there is a big Caribbean-type resort down the road from our hotel. In fact, we used to stay there a lot, although before they built that uh, a monster complex with 100 rooms, there used to be the, the bungalows, uh, by the University of, of uh, Technolo- Science and Technology in Kumasi, they had on the coast at Elmina these nice bungalows that didn't have air conditioning, but they had the ocean breeze, and it was constructed almost like a village. So we appreciated that, but when they tore it down, here comes this Caribbean resort, which is wonderful, and you know, but it's controlled by by big businesses is not controlled by individual, uh, you know, Africans. So mm-hmm. we relate to those institutions too, because our people are there trying to work and uh, trying to make it work. And uh, if we have overflow, we'll send them down there. And then sometimes they might be in a situation where 50 of their hundred rooms is not workable because the ocean spray 
and the salt can do damage to electrical uh, appliances. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, the air conditioners in rooms may be out. And so sometimes if they get in a situation like that, they'll send uh, groups up to our place. But nothing is easy. Uh, it, it all takes sacrifice, but it takes planning. One of our great brothers, Dr. Amos Wilson, we don't talk enough about this brother who came up from Mississippi. Now, you know, if you're born in Mississippi, you got four strikes against you. You don't have three strikes. You got four. And uh, he survived Mississippi. And then he went to Morehouse in Atlanta, where you got the highest level of Negro culture, uh, trying to be close to white folks. And he survived Morehouse just like my nephew did, Hassan, Dr. Hassan, who's now in Ohio State, and he graduated near the top of Morehouse. He had all A's except one B for four years. Uh, So I'm not going to knock Morehouse, uh, but I'm going to say that Morehouse is not trying to produce revolutionaries or very conscious people. They're trying to produce a cog in the wheel of the corporate structure. That would be my criticism. But Amos Wilson got through that, and then he came on up to New York where he got the Jesuit education in Fordham or St. John's, and uh, uh, they have a way of educating you so that you follow their strict patterns of growth and development, Mm -hmm. Jesuit tradition. So he survived the miseducation of Mississippi, the Negro education of Mohouse, and then he, uh, he was able to get past the Jesuit education up here in New York. And then eventually doing his great books, The Developmental Psychology of the Black Child, Awakening the Genius of the Black Child, uh, Black-on-Black Violence in the Service of, the, of White Supremacy, and then his masterpiece, Blueprint for Black Power. Yes, sir. Yes, you don't sir. have a plan and you're not serious, you ain't going nowhere. Right. So he was able to put almost a thousand pages together, thanks to his family, his uh, extended African family, the researchers around him, the people he had worked with, uh, Brother Sababa was still in Brooklyn carrying on the tradition. They completed the work after Amos left us here, and there was stress and other things in his life that took him out on an early situation. Plus, he didn't get tenure at Hostos College. Now, here he's one of the brightest and best of us, and he couldn't get tenure. And now, I'm in the city university system. We got most of our people tenured or CCE, in fact, uh, all of them, 15 of them. And we would have brought him on our staff, but you can't move laterally in the system. We're in the same system, the city university system, and you have to move move vertically. You can't move horizontally from one institution to another unless there's special circumstances. But anyway, we would have gladly uh, had that brother on our staff at City College with all the others that we had, but it didn't happen. But we can't forget ancestors like that who, while they were here, were strong enough to write all these fantastic books, and then there's tapes and whatnot. Mm. So we need to study these folks, not just their books. You need to study them. How did they do what they did? How did they handle problems? How did they relate to the responsibilities of family and community and the larger world? So people say, well, Dr. Debbie, is your book out of this? And I say, brother, I'm the book. Study me. That's the best mm-hmm. lesson you can get. Find out who I am, what I am, what I do. Got enough tapes and everything else. Plus, 
you couldn't read my dissertation. It'll be coming out. It was published by the University of Michigan, but it was on subnational politics in the Ivory Coast Republic. You wouldn't even know where the Ivory Coast is, much less to say. Or the book, the small book I did on crisis in South Africa. And um, so I tell folks, uh, learn to read and learn to analyze, and your your life will be much richer and your consciousness will be much more significant um, if that happens. So I'm looking forward to um, Sunday. Next Sunday. It's at 2. Doors open at 2. And the um, uh, action will start at 2.30. Hopefully it'll be you know, coming together, uh, and it'll be starting at 2.30, but it's not. The people will be there, and they can interact. They can dialogue. Uh, there will be vendors, et cetera, and uh, you might even see me vending something. I haven't talked to uh, Brother King Simon yet about it. He did call in reference to my wife, and so um, we might just set up a, a table, and we would have stuff available. Um, if you haven't seen Dr. J at Harvard, a tape, uh, you need to get a hold of it. That's a DVD, and then you might be able to get Dr. Jeffries and the Education of Ed Koch. When my brother Marlon, mm. Marlon Jeffries and I went down, we took two big boxes of books and rolled them into his office and beat him to death with the knowledge. And uh, so we have those <laughs> things for people who don't want to, uh, you know, take the time out to buy the books. But we should buy the books, too, even if you don't read them. Just think about it. Maybe something will happen. Some magic will happen. Dr. Clark produced many books on Malcolm X, on uh, Marcus Garvey, or on Harlem. But his great book is Notes for an African world revolution, Africans at the yes. crossroads. Yes. And uh, so that's a collector's item now. And then Dr. Dia and Dr. Clark represents a whole school of knowledge. Dr. Ben represents a whole school of knowledge. Yes, Dr. sir. Dr. Ben has yes, his sir. trilogy, you know. Um, Africa, the Mother of Western Civilization was one of his books. Uh, the African Origin of the Major Western Religions was another the black man of the Nile and his family was another. That, that's the, the main three, but there are a whole host of others. And, uh, and then, of course, our young brothers following them, Dr. Asa Hayyud and Dr. Uh, Professor Van Sertema. Mm-hmm. He produced a journal, so anything he produced was marvelous. He, uh, I did the translation, or at least I helped get the translation of Diop's book together. I went to Europe to try to translate it, but it was too difficult for me, too scientific. But uh, anything by Shekhar Diop, anything by Lerone Bennett, Shekhar Diop is Senegalese, so he had the benefit of the mother country. He had the benefit of understanding the languages of the mother country. Mm-hmm. We lost that connection. But he was also a physicist, so he was a linguist, a physicist, and then he knew that the political arena was important, so he was organized.
organizer and founder of political parties. So here you have this brilliant man who's also involved in, so he was involved in it all, economics, politics, and culture. And those were the elements of, of the system. Uh, any system has to have those three elements. And he certainly understood that. And then you can't forget our sisters. Our sisters have been productive. Marimba Ani was at Hunter with yes. Dr. Clark. Yes. And uh, she was strong. And then our tall sister with her big afro still got it, Frances Cresswellsey and yes. the ISIS papers <laughs> and other uh, work that she has done. But uh, these are the best of times because of the explosion of information. These are the worst of times because technology is killing us all. It's, uh, mm-hmm. And wreaked havoc with the white middle class, and now they want to blame poor black folk for the powers that be uh, taking their life away from them, and so we're going to be scapegoats yeah. uh, uh, for what the rich white folks have done, and uh, they know what they're doing. Can you imagine the trillions of dollars America has sent to help communist China become the economic giant it is? You know, and then there's a a blowback on us in in America and on the African continent. The Chinese are dumping all of their products I don't want to say nothing about the Chinese because they're, they're brothers too, but i got to say something. They, I'm tired of this junk that they produce. I've mm-hmm. had shoes that last me for years. I got some Chinese-made shoes, and the shoes turned out that they weren't even leather. I don't know what the hell they had made with leather. The soles came off. I never had that. The bottom separated the leathers, uh, the so-called leather, whatever they manufacture, separated from it. I still have it in the bag. I'm ready to take it back to the store for complaint. But I can't complain. I had luggage. When I travel, I put books and stuff in my luggage. The Chinese don't manufacture no uh, uh, suitcases. That they, they These things crumble. I have had so many that uh, so I, you buy something that don't last one good trip. You know, that's right. Uh, socks. I got socks that I haven't had for years. These Chinese-made socks will start unraveling <laughs> after a few wears, and certainly if you wash them. So I said, "Well, goodness gracious, yeah." But I mean, it ain't for me to. That movement is so powerful in terms of these honorary white folks, these Chinese and these others, that uh, I can analyze it. There ain't much I can do to stop it, but I can sure get black folks together to start to get their thing together so that um, uh, this thing that's coming from the East uh, doesn't take Africa's homeland from from Africans. And um, actually the contracts that the Chinese are signing are ridiculous. Uh, 99-year contracts given millions of acres of land. And it, it only takes, with the Chinese technology, it only takes a short time from, for them to deplete the land of its mineral resources. So when Africa is ready to go in 50 years, 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years, Africa won't have the resources. The resources will have been transferred to China and other places. Mm-hmm. So... 
But I'm on an optimistic note. You have to be in order to stay on top of things. That if if your folks were caught up in the worst possible living genocide, I mean, just kill your spirit. You're alive, but you 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 can't do anything. You can't marry. You can't think free. You can't leave where you are. You you you. That's genocide. They gonna kill the the the, the humanity. Uh, dehumanization, and so if our people survived that and came out like they are, I mean, if we didn't have these constraints and we weren't programmed in such a negative way, can you imagine what we could do? And so we have to deprogram the negative and reprogram the positive, and we're on our way. All right. Um, I'm a night person, but it is. Uh, I don't. I don't have a clock down here. I'm down in my den. And uh, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it's eleven thirty-seven, Albert. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, we want to definitely yeah. say thank you for the time that you have spent with us. Yeah. Yes. You've allocated yes. towards us this evening. It, it's. It's. It's going to last an well, eternity. And uh, timeless information. Right, and I just hope that I can continue to uh, contribute to the consciousness of the folks I touch, and certainly uh, to be able to support the folks coming behind us that are going to have to carry uh, the weight, and um, others are going to be standing on their shoulders. So yes. we develop a, a collective community of what I call the three C's, that African pyramid of communal, cooperative, and collective spiritual development, then if we start moving in that direction where we not only are our brothers keepers, but we are mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, neighbors keepers, and yes. uh, we are spiritually connected to each other. And so if that happens more and more in a systematized and institutionalized uh there's a, a big hope for us to prevail. But if it doesn't, and we have this individualistic thing that we, we've been programmed into, we're born to win, but we're programmed to lose. And the programming mm. is designed to keep us at a low level of survival culture. And if you're going to be somebody, you've got to move into developmental culture. So we've got to transform from that lower level into the higher level. Start moving together, controlling yes. our economics, politics, and our culture. So I'm going. Um, uh, if you don't have any other major question um, for me, I'm going to. Uh, well, in the African tradition, you ask for permission to speak, and then if you want to leave, you ask for permission to leave. But the person you mm-hmm. ask is an elder. So when I'm around, right. I'm, usually, I'm usually the oldest person now. It used to be Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark. <laughs> but now, right. ain't nobody here, 77. And so I, uh, but uh, I'm going to ask the spirit of Dr. Clark, uh, does he think I should uh, uh, end it now and then wish the brother and sisters luck and, and be with them on the weekend coming up and 
I'm sure Dr. Clark will say, yes, let Jeffries, you do it your way anyway. So, uh, uh, and, and I'm with you. Dr. Clark was a, just a special spirit, you know. So um, I try to maintain a spiritual dialogue with him, even though he's in the other room. Yes. And so, okay, brothers, keep on keeping on. And any sisters working with you, uh, the best to all of you. And I'm going to ask for permission to um, get ready for the new day. Indeed. Thank you all for right. the time that you have spent with us. Thank, thank you for all of your contributions throughout these years. And we look forward to seeing you at the Council of the Elders. All right, now. Peace. Take care. Peace. Indeed. Peace. Okay, brothers. Um... Man, I was supposed to be gone. I was supposed to be gone an hour ago, but I could not leave. I just could not. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, I could sit and listen to Lynn Jeffries. I used to just sit and just listen. I used to take Dr. Ben to lunch, man, and I wouldn't even eat. You know, I just let him talk, and that was my food. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the food, um, right? Yeah, you know, and same thing tonight, man. You know, I was supposed to be doing some editing an hour ago, brother, but I couldn't leave that, man. Shucks. Yeah. The essence of it, yes. It's going to come forth. And that's the no, same brother, way that... Uh, uh, but I got to go now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. We, we definitely appreciate you coming on tonight, blessing us with your presence, with your message. You know, the entire testimony of your walk and your service to the human family. We want to honor you and say thank you. May it continue. May it be magnified many times over. We also shall be seeing you on the 13th at the gathering. Yes, sir. Yes, my brother. Sure enough. You guys stay strong, man. I love you guys, brother. Indeed. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Brother, peace. Okay. Yes, indeed. As you predicted, or as we predicted, it's definitely going to be another one of those classic episodes, and it's just such a beautiful thing to hear the elders and to hear the the brothers that we look at as elders there in the classroom as students of the elders, (laughs) you know? So it's definitely a, a beautiful cycle, and it's so humbling. You know, because this dude was in the game that, but I've been in this thing two to 15 years, and, like, you a baby. People that have been married to this life 60, 70, 80 years, putting it in continuously. You know, living legends and still want to get that layup. You know what I'm saying? Still working on a jump shot. So, be humble, young grasshopper. You know, there's much, much, much to do. It's a whole galaxy that needs healing and saving and, you know, order and balance and what have you. So, once again, I want to say honors to King Simon for a wonderful production. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much, brother. Yeah, we, we streets have been asking for this, so it's definitely... Um, a good thing to, to, to see the rise of it. And there's other events that are coming up, events that are inclusive. Some of our other family out in New York, can you speak on that? 
Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, let me let me just tell you, you, you call me also at three four seven four nine six one zero two two. Just for the record, three four seven four nine six one zero two two to RSVP or sign out to get information. Of course, that's April thirteenth. That's going to be at the National Black Theater with all those great speakers. And um, of course, April the um, I got a big up to California and Ralph Ben going to be at Nicholas on April sixth. Got to big yeah. them up. You know, we keep on doing the functions. We keep on bringing the information to people. So make sure you support that. That's coming up. Also, um, on April 27th, we got that first uh, UFO, New Covenant UFO co- uh, conference uh, for melanated yeah. people with uh, Dr. Phil Valentine, Dr. Dr. Blair, Brother Polite, and Ross Ben making an appearance. And that's going to be uh, okay, on okay. April 27th. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. That's definitely, that's, that's, that's necessary and needed. You know, he was asking me, like, Brother Blue, you going to be there? Like, I wasn't invited, but I'm like, Ross Ben definitely needs to be there. So to hear that Ross Ben is going to be there, that's, that's yeah, definitely um, a blessing. Ross uh, Ben, if you're on the line, press one, Ross Ben. The brother was definitely yeah. in the building for the majority oh, of the show. Oh, you online Okay. Yeah, call us from the 215510. Hey, you rocking with your side? Yes, side. Yes, side. Yes, side. Yes, side. Yes, side. Yeah, I was about to go over with picket signs. I'm like, hold on. I think you're going to have a UFO conference for no rise bench. Oh, yeah. Star Nation? I've been pushing it, brother. I've been pushing it. Yeah, and I'm very thankful, too, and excited. Yeah, I already know. He don't have as much as Phil and Delbert, but you know, but I, you know, I have to, I, you know, just knowing what he does, you know, just reading his book, <laughs> Rock of Ages, I know, you know, he got things to do, brother. So you know, uh, we just just honored oh, yeah, to have yeah. you for the, the, the brief, the brief moment that we have, but you know, Phil and uh, Blair them got the gist of all of this, brother. You know, and uh, yeah. you know, but it's just good to be documented and being and and being. Being placed in the records amongst those brothers, man. So you should have a good time that day, brother. Well, let me ask time. you, yeah, because I don't know whether I'm looking at two separate events or the same event because the promotions that I'm getting by way of YouTube and Sarnetta, it looks like it's going to be a debate with Shaka. And is that oh, yeah. the same thing as with That's Valentine and, and Delbert? Well, the Shaka and the same um, event is yeah, it's the same event. Uh, more likely, we're going to have Ross Ben open up the whole thing, and then okay. Shaka and 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 Shaka and Polite will do a discussion, really, because it ain't really no debate. These guys are friends. <laughs> they, they're going to have a discussion. Right. Then Blair, then Phil, and then so now we close it with Preston and Anson and all that with everybody on the panel at that mm. end of that. That's how we're going to rock that. But yeah, there will be a discussion. Shaka supposedly don't believe that. And uh, you know that the, the extraterrestrial, quote unquote, had anything to do with the building of the information of the building of the pyramids. But you know, we already know we're connected to those ancestors, those extra ones. So we, 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 you know, it's, it's not going to be no debate. It's a discussion. <laughs> it's a discussion. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and um, a uh, for the record, I, I wanna, I wanna say that I really like and I appreciate where the conversation is going. I saw some of the brothers' YouTubes with um, Sarnetta, and I like how he admitted to having a plan and pulling people in and building up to this 
you know, becoming a fulcrum of attention where he can now put the focus on a conversation that needs to be had because it's timely, it's so timely that as yeah. we see all of these world changes and we see things that are going on, you know, people need this information. So when they start seeing things that are beyond the scope of what box their reality and then they don't lose their minds and they mm-hmm. don't lose themselves. So exactly. I, I, I really feel that the ancestors, as I always do, I never thought that Plight had done anything in his mission and his walk that has been outside of the dictates of the spirit realm. I always see the evidence of spirit and his, his demonstrations. So yes, being that I got more clarity on where he was taking it and his position on it, because I didn't even know what his position was. I'm very, oh. very elated with what I'm seeing and brothers out here on the West Coast who have frequent experiences, you know what I'm saying, with, with things that um, conventional and modern science and, and the, the TV pundits can't explain. You know, those things are random. They're daily occurrences out here. And the family out here, they're also very much in tune with what's going on in the East. They want uh, they want an, uh, an event of that magnitude to be done out here as well. So this is something, hopefully, by the by the second annual, it could be bi-coastal. You know, if nothing else, yeah, there are many, many stories. And the thing about the Brothers Lecture is that, you know, Information is cool, and I want them to bring all the information that they have. But when you got brothers with proof, yeah. you can't leave those brothers on the sideline because nothing trumps physical proof. Nothing trumps the videos. Nothing trumps the pictures. You never heard a brother in the hood capturing footage and, and giving you a real account of what they see. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I would always say put those real experiences over what somebody's going to tell you the study has been and what they think. Or, 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 you know, what's in the Bible or what have you, you know, real experiences, people that are communicating, channeling with these crafts, have been in contact and have demonstrated that level of contact. You know, you can't exclude that because this is definitely right. a matter that we can't allow people to play with. This is not a play thing, okay? This is dealing with, you know, the next level of whatever the next level is going to be. And the way yeah. that this planet is going you know, some people might be begging for some alien intuition in a minute. That's the first thing they want to see is something in the goddamn sky. They're going to want to get up off this thing when the heat turn up. <laughs> Did you brother see yeah, the, 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 um, the bison running from the Yellowstone Park? Have you yeah. ever seen animals in a state of distress in your physical yeah. life, in your walk? Have you ever seen a signal as clear from nature as what you see in my way of YouTube? That was the moment that YouTube was made for because they're not going to show that on the news. But I'd be damned if, you know, that's not something that we need to see. It's a super volcano underneath the Yellowstone. If that blows or when it blows, they're talking about ash that will cover North America and all of the prophecies about the sun being blocked out, being in a time of darkness, a prolonged period of darkness, is going to be a reality, you know, mixed with acid rain coming from Fukushima. I don't want to be the, the, the doomsday or the bearer of bad news, but, you know what I'm saying? I'm in communication with these ships, and I'm having my visions, and it's kind of clear. I'm on the coach. I'm 
in the middle, I'm in the midst of, of the quakes. I'm in the middle of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know what's going on. You know, you don't see birds out here no more. You know? This is wow. real. Everywhere I'm going, I'm seeing dead cats on the highways and in the streets. That means that the, the you know, whatever barometer that they were using in terms of their directional skill, when the magnetic field is off, that's when animals lose their sense of direction. That's the only way that you can see them being, you know, killed in numbers the way that they are. Something's not right, and I feel it. I'm not scared to speak on it because, you know, my life is my testimony. So, Brother Ross, man, this brother has been very responsible in terms of reminding me of the urgency of these particular things. You know, if you've seen these things and you've had these communications and it's been unique to you, then there's something that you, you were sitting here for, you know. You're like a field officer, you know what I'm saying, and you got to set up shop or you got to be the one sounding the alarm and letting people know these are real times and these are real things that we're dealing with. And it's time to have a real conversation about our future as opposed to our past. True. That is true. Yeah, man, it just comes from obedience, you know? Spirit is on me like, yeah, man, it's time. Time we deal with these issues. You know, so just uh, honoring that that uh, inner knowing, that inner tu- intuition, and allowing it to come out. So, yeah, man, I'm 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 very excited about the 27th, and uh, I know a lot is going to come out of it. We're going to build, you know, we're going to yes. build several minds coming together. <clears throat> with you know different visions on this thing, yeah. You you know. you know one of the most interesting things is brother Rosbin. The night that the brother Eric Muhammad made that caught that footage that the family can Google on YouTube is called UFOs in Brooklyn. Yeah, on W E G T V the link that I sent you, Brother Muhammad. Now is this a sincere brother? You've met him or communicated with him before, right? Yes. I'm familiar with him. We hey. have him linked. Yes. Face to face. I know his right. Philip Philip Muhammad, brother, right? The, Philip Muhammad, right. Yeah. His name is Eric or Philip. Yeah, one of those. But the good brother captured some footage um on a high powered camera and this became marquee footage that we've been using to show people what we mean when we're talking about the crystal mothership as opposed to other people may speak about the wheel and they speak about the saucer and some people got cigar shape but not too many people speak about that tetrahedron you know not too many people speak about the crystal mothership the shape of a diamond so this yeah. brother has a clear clear footage of it where you he zooms on it and you can see it's morphing it's a light it's a light ship because on that ship are light sentient beings. Not the ship that they show you in Hollywood with reptiles and all that stuff. No, light beings. You know, right. very well could be you in the future, family. Your light self, your higher self. But anyway, the night that he caught that footage is a night that I was with Brother Polite, coming from Pathmark. They had picked us up, right? When they were still living in Bushwick, Brother Simon 
And we had a brother on the show later on that night. I was with Nadra, and we went and met them. Or she, no, she went and picked them up, but she was driving the Maxim up. And she had to pick them up from Pathmark and bring them home because they had a show. They were living in Brownsville, matter of fact, at some at some point. And then I showed the brother, I was like, yo, see what that is? What's that, man? Just tell me what that is because they have been, I have been having these sightings every night in 2010. And every time I got around a person, I wanted to make sure that this person was seeing the same thing that I was seeing, just to check my level, not only my level of sanity, but I wanted to, I was interested to see, am I just seeing this or other people are seeing this in common? But it was the brightest light in the sky, and the moon was in the crescent form of how the nation of Islam's logo was, I mean, is, right? So it was a star in the crescent, but that star was a ship. So he said he seen it, and we had the show with the brother that night, and I made mention of it on the show and everything, you know what I'm saying? So I just think that it's interesting that we even have footage of that particular very ship by that brother with the high-powered camera. So if you get a yeah. chance to show that that uh, demonstration, I really think that you need to show what that ship looks like because that's the ship in particular that when you gather in congregations and talk about it, that ship will always show up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, uh, you know, so. one of uh, one of uh, your, your your good brethren down in Tampa, brother Lixon. Oh yeah, Lixon had got mad footage. footage that uh, yeah, one of the things you can tie it in by I, showing both. Absolutely, yeah. Because one thing he even pointed out to myself is that pyramid mothership. Is out most nights, but it just looks like a star. You know, if you look up at it, you're going to think it's a star planet. You're not going to. It's out. It's out most, if not every night. Yeah, most nights it's out. That's what I've been checking, you know. Mm -hmm. Right after sunset. I would say an hour to 90 minutes after sunset, you know. And, uh, oh, bro, you know, out here in California, it, it, it looks like it's. The light gets so close you can touch it, and it's the the biggest and the brightest light, but nobody pays attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's looking on their phone. Nobody's looking yep. in the sky anymore. And it's looking at you. You ain't looking at it. But if you're not looking for it, you would think it was a star until you really ask yourself, you're like, damn, stars really ain't that big, though. And they don't glow luminescently like that if you have a high-powered camera and you zoomed in, then you definitely would know because first your camera won't be able to contain it. It'll be zipping all across your screen and moving at all these awkward speeds. Like, the hell, a star don't do that. Family, 347-637-2135 is the calling number, 347-637-2135. You got a few seconds left. But, Brother Ross, been before that... Um, UFO conference slash lecture slash debate. You're also going to be coming to New York, to Brooklyn in particular, you know, to bring this information to the human family. Can you speak on that? We need to get as much exposure to this information as possible. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, on the 6th, our focus is going to be on uh, crystals, crystal and sound therapy workshop. And uh, this is my first time 
returning to NYC since my Tucson tribe. And, uh, yeah, I definitely had a very prosperous and, and blessed tribe. I got to build a blue pill out there. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a magical, magical moment. Yeah. And magical. I was able to come up on a lot of human treasures, you know, so I brought them forth, bringing them up to the NYC. So, uh, uh, New York yeah, is in for a treat. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's that's uh we bring in the healing on the six. You know? And yeah. uh Yeah, we, we shared them with in the Philly community, uh, on the twenty second. We had a nice gathering down here and uh they was well received. So yeah, I'm looking forward to you know, every time I come up to New York pure excitement, building with Sister Kofunia, you know, it's always, yes, uh, yes. always a good thing. So that's, that's uh, our mission on going six. And, uh, the 20th, we have in the, we have in the 420 down here in Philly at the One Heart Art Center, former Wall Street International. So, uh, okay. you know, we, we build an okay, arm on 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 those levels yeah. down here on the twentieth. And then we got the twenty seventh, uh the UFO UFO conference. Yes indeed. Yes indeed, yes indeed. All right, so definitely, definitely look forward to all of those events. You know? And we want the family to come out. Yes, I. Yes. Yeah, come and get this healing and get this knowledge and wise mind understanding, you know? And yeah, that council of elders, I was going to say that council of elders, that sounds like a a highest of heights in terms of reasoning, too. It's a lot coming forth for our community this year, you know? I just hope we can translate it into, uh, you know, Meaningful change. Yes, sir. That's that's uh, that's what I'm looking to see in 2014. You know. Yeah. So Indeed. meaningful change. Yeah. Yeah. And the time the time has come. So you know, like I said, the conversation is changing. We just need you brothers to uh, continue to do what you do. And, and be there with the net, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are gonna, a lot of people are gonna be jumping into consciousness all of a sudden. It's gonna mm. happen. They're gonna come out of movie. They're gonna come out of movies and start looking for people. Like, oh, hold on, something triggered, something went off. Right. Well, so, this information has to has to swell from the underground to the mainstream. At least, you know, has to be present on the curb or on the corner or on the block. It has to come from True. under the sewers. It has to be eye level with the people. It has to be in a place where they can find it and access it continuously mm. and not have to jump through hoops. And ultimately, that source is within. And that's, you know, ultimately. one of the things we need to be doing is sparking that intuition, that inner knowing that, you know, dwells within all of I and I. 
you know. But that's all I'm doing is just being obedient to that inner voice, you know. The spirits say, look, focus on this thing, build on that. I, I just do it without hesitation. And that is definitely a survival skill that we, you know, because uh, we we can't read a book to to survive this thing. And, you know, where are we going to be informed on what to do? Every given moment, thing goes down. It's coming from within. It's coming from spirit, you know. And so, yeah, inner communication, intuition, inner knowing, we got to be clear with all those things within ourselves, you know. That is really what the one facet of what them call spirituality. It's the first step is really being in touch with that spirit within, you know. And uh, I will say crystals are a great tool in building that clarity of inner communication, you know. That's one of the things we're going to build on in the six is, uh, you know, letting that journey which with into the mineral world be a, a way of learning how to trust that inner voice. You know, because sometimes you'll get a crystal, you won't know its name, you don't know nothing about it. It's just something in you that's drawn to it. And if you trust yourself, you go with it, then you might even get a, a stranger vibe, like put it in your shoe. Or whatever, you know, give it, give it away. You damn, I just spent forty dollars on it, and I'm feeling to give it away. But whatever, you do it. Yeah, you're gonna get a double blessing because whatever energy release or healing that act would have brought about, you're gonna get that. And next time your inner self tells you to do something, you're gonna be more inclined to trust yourself. You know, so <clears throat> that's definitely, a, I feel, the most critical, one of the most critical things we need to cultivate and awaken within one another is faith with within ourselves, you know, so then we can move more synchronized because if I'm being obedient and you're being obedient, to them inner voices, then guess what? Our actions are going to line up because our ancestors be working, you know. Blue pill ancestor comes say, yo, da-da-da-da-da. Then if if I'm obedient to that, then boop, I'm going to be synchronized where, where our preparedness is going to manifest as an opportunity for both of us to have success, you know. That's really how that Tucson tribe was for both of us, you know. So, uh, yeah, that inner knowing, intuition, inner communication, important source that uh, hopefully we can awaken within one another, you know? Indeed. Indeed, indeed. So, brothers, I definitely want to say, you know, thank you. all that you've done, all that you're doing, you know, all that the family has to look forward to in the very near future in terms of your offerings. 
I want you to repeat the date one more time and the location as well. Absolutely. So, yes, this uh, Sunday coming up, April 6th, I'll be at Nicholas, Brooklyn. I think that's 590 Fulton. 580, okay, in Brooklyn. And uh, the doors open at 1. It's going to be myself. Brother Abjur, Copper Man, and yes, Sister Fulia. Yeah, so, you know, it's going to be enough reasonings, but we're also going to, uh, you know, make it experiential. We'll bring some power crystals. Sister Fulia's bringing her bowls. So uh, we're going to do that sound crystal activation and yes. healing. Resonance. So, yes. uh, yeah, man. So, you know, it's going to be enlightenment and attunement. Uh, so that's happening this Sunday. Then the 27th, National Black Theater, New Covenant UFO Conference, King Simon, Brother Polite Production, and... Uh, yeah, I got the honor of opening for Dr. Phil Valentine and uh, Dr. Delbert Blair, as well yes. as a reasoning with Brother Polite and a Brother Amosis. So, man, what can I say other than, yeah, I'm very thankful for this opportunity and I'm really looking forward to building with these brethren, you know, and elders. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm so excited that the the family stands to learn so much from this particular conference, from being in the presence, in the presence of you great healers. You know what I'm saying? The information that you healers have to bring forth. Yes. Yes. And it is time. It's very timely. So that even makes it more powerful, you know? Indeed. Indeed, indeed. So, yes, my brethren, I'm going to seal it up. Thank you for opening up a a window of time uh, that, you know, we could promote these works. And uh, I look forward to seeing y'all face-to-face soon. Absolutely, brother. Indeed. Yes, I. Much love and respect. Yes, indeed. And you as well. Good thanks. Peace, brother. Okay, family, yes, indeed. That is going to conclude tonight's episode here on KTL Radio, Gathering of the Council of the Elders, Part 2, featuring Dr. Ray Higgins, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, special guest, Brother Ross Ben, and, of course, Brother King Simon, okay? So we want to say thank you. We want you to have a very careful um, and happy-filled weekend, very prosperous and joyous time with your family or by yourselves. Checking out some of these lectures. Again, if you're on the West Coast, Brother Horace Butler's out here this weekend. I'm sure that there's other festivities taking place around the world that require and can use some of your energy and attention. And for the family, um, 
GWE TV Network is a YouTube page where the brother has a plethora now. I'm looking on his page. He has a plethora of YouTube clips where he's captured these um, crystal pyramid-shaped ships repeatedly throughout uh, their, their appearances in New York. He has good footage. This is a reputable brother in the nation of Islam. I'm probably even going to bring him on the show at some point. Okay? So uh, I want to say thank you. Thank you again for joining us on another classical episode of KTL Radio. Peace, love, and light. All right, let me get get a bomb in here. It's been a minute. I don't know what's going on with these bombs. But nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? They're long overdue. (laughs) 